We'd like to spend, thank the sponsors of Round Guy Radio, Wayland State Bank, Hinshaw Trailer Sales, McDonald's Boneyard, R&B Breaks Facebook page, B&B Propane, LCSKitchen.com, and uh, Home Plate Sports Cars of Oskaloosa. Welcome to this week in high school baseball as we take you all around the league. And uh, for the first time, you're going to hear from some of the players at the games that I call. Uh, and I had a big, big week. We started out uh, with uh, uh, fireworks from, uh, via the bat of Nash Smith of North Mahaska Warhawks as he drove two of the biggest home runs I've seen any high school kid ever hit out uh, of the game. We followed out with at least one more home run this week, as you'll find out later in the program. Uh, then also, we had uh, uh, talked to some no-hitter thrower guys, uh, starting with uh, Max Hensdorf uh, of HLV Warriors. You can hear from Max as he threw a no-hitter uh, in Kyoto Friday night. Uh, also, you're going to hear from two-hit Tanner Waterhouse as he got a no-hitter to re- reflect uh, on a no-hitter that he threw uh, at HLV, as well as, as uh, Aiden Anderson, another Kyoto Eagle, uh, who thrown a, a no-hitter earlier against Highland, and he gets to talk about that, as well as Billy Kindred, who was uh, the player of the game. Uh, uh, and then we're going to get you into a whole bunch of coaches, and uh, we're going to take you all around the, the Round Guy Radio family, uh, from Oskaloosa to Burlington, uh, up to Marengo, up to Victor, and all the places in between. And then we have, at the end of this, Andy Krutzinger the Southeast Iowa Union is going to tie everything all together uh, and get a good report on on a, a real good Van Buren team that uh, has only one loss on the season. So get ready uh, for this week in high school baseball as we uh, start off with an interview with Nash Smith, uh, followed by uh, some other high school uh, no-hitter throwers and players of the game. So uh, thanks for being with us. Welcome to the show. Well, the Packwood Locker of Packwood, Iowa presents the pre-game, the post-game show. We have Nash Smith. Nash, you hit two home runs a day and went five innings, a pretty good ball. Uh, was this, uh, how, you look like you're smiling. Did you have a great time tonight? I did. It was fun. Okay, so uh, uh, which ball do you think you hit further, uh, uh, the first one or the second one? The second one. I the knew second. that one was gone. That one, went, yeah, it was uh, uh, the first one. They both got out of here lightning shots. They were not high arcing home runs they were line drive home runs is that your first home runs of the year or you had a couple others those are my first two of the year well you look like you're on a roll as it as it was uh the three run homer uh your your four rbis uh today seems to be the difference in the game the cute eagles didn't uh they didn't back off and they, they never quit coming at you all game long they're a pretty tough team too weren't they yes yeah well what about your pitching uh you're pretty effective tonight you barely gave up any runs at all uh uh what kind of pitches were you throwing, and what was your strategy to to, to limit their opportunities? Um, I started off throwing lots of fastballs, and then I switched it up through quite a few sliders, and they weren't quite making good contact with it, so I stuck with the sliders, and then they started hitting that, so I just had to go in between them all. Well, we're going to take that second home run and call it the Clearhand Trucking Drive of the game. Thanks for being with us, and congratulations on an outstanding performance. Thank you very much. Well, we got a special interview. Uh, Max Hinsdorf. Yep. He he uh, was a starting pitcher for HLV, and he, he threw a no hitter tonight. Uh, I was just informed uh, 
there was some balls hit, and there's probably some errors and things. Uh, uh, we didn't realize it, but congratulations on getting a no-hitter. Thank you. Was uh, that your first no-hitter you've thrown? Or? Uh, I believe so, yes. Well, you, you pitched really great tonight. Uh, it was a pleasure to watch you. Um, uh, did you realize it was a no-hitter till just now? I did not. Uh, I figured maybe somebody snuck one in on me somewhere, but uh feels pretty good now that you told me. Well, uh, the Kyoto Eagles have two no-hitters today, and then... Had one uh, thrown at them uh, tonight uh, via in, uh, in a losing effort. Uh, uh, how does that make you feel that, that you, you were able to blank this team? Oh, well, it feels pretty good. I mean, they're a pretty decent ball team. Uh, I think they'll do pretty well this year. They got a pretty decent record, and I'm just really happy that I could find my curveball tonight and locate pretty well. Yeah, you stayed in the strike zone. You did a great job of pitching. You limited the damage as much as you could. Uh, um, what was the what was working for you tonight? The fastball, the curveball, the uh, changeup. I don't know. Uh, mixing up speeds. What, what? Why were you so successful? Uh, my curveball felt really good tonight. I really like the uh, high fastball coming in with a curveball sequence. Uh, I had a lot of kids looking pretty silly on the curveball tonight, so yeah. that felt pretty good. And you had a good. You, your defense played really good yeah, behind you too. My defense played it? great behind me. I really appreciate those guys playing it really well. Well, defensive game behind me, and I, I really appreciate that. You didn't have too bad of a game at the plate. Uh, you got a couple times to hit the ball hard and, and, and at somebody, but you got yeah. on base a time or two. Uh, uh, pretty great performance. Uh, I'm sorry that your team didn't win, uh, but uh, the no-hitter is something special, and, and thanks for st sticking around talking to us a little yep, bit about thank it. Thank you. Well, we're here in Kyoto, Iowa, as the Kyoto Eagles are going to take on the uh, HLV tonight. Uh well, as the Packwood Locker presents the pregame show, and I got a couple special guests here. Uh, the Kyoto Eagles have had some ups and downs this season, but we're going to talk about a couple of the ups they had. As uh, uh, they've had two, they've thrown two no hitters. Uh, Aiden Anderson threw one against it was Highland, right? Yes, it was. And then you threw one. Who'd you throw yours against? Uh, Colfax Mango. Okay, so Tanner Waterhouse threw one against uh, Colfax Mango. Well, uh, you threw yours first, so I guess we'll talk to you first, Aiden. Uh, were you on that night? Did you did you feel good warming up for that game? Uh, what was your game plan? And uh, that was your first uh, time on the mound this season, wasn't it? Uh, yes, it was. Uh, got to Highland pretty early, started feeling good, started stretching my arm out, using my bands, going through my pregame. Warmed up, no pain, no nothing. Arm was feeling well. Got to the bullpen, uh, threw my curveball pretty well in the bullpen, and I knew they had a couple strong hitters, so that was a point I was trying to hit really hard. And I guess my curveball was on that day, and it was the pitch I turned to when I needed to over my fastball, and it just it worked out for me. Were you getting a lot of strikeouts, or were you getting some good defense behind you? Was there uh, 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 was there a combination of both? I'd say it was a combination of both. I think I had uh, 11 or 12 strikeouts that game. but Those are plenty. I have a good defense behind me, and I trust them, so I know that if maybe I start throwing some balls or I'm getting in a rough spot, I can just leave a couple over the middle and trust them to field it for me. Well, your defense, your outfield defense has been pretty spectacular this year. Uh, what does it mean for a pitcher to, to trust a center fielder, left fielder, and right fielder the way you guys can? Uh, it means a lot because – Sometimes you throw pitches throughout the game and you throw enough of them that the defense picks up on them and they're just going to hit it and that's the way of life. So knowing that when I see the ball go in the air, I can turn around and not worry too much about if the play is going to be made or not. All right, well, Tanner, uh, uh, you had a little bit of a rough start against Highland the, the game before he threw the, the no-hitter, but you made some adjustments and uh, you, you took down the uh, uh, state, last year's state championship with a 10-run rule game. Oh, yeah. And then you followed that up with a uh, uh, no-hitter against Colfax Mingo. Uh, 
What what have you changed in your approach since game one, and why has it been so effective? Uh, really, I just needed to uh, just um. Got a little dead air here, son. Yeah. Uh, basically, I need to just figure out the game. It was my first. It was my first game pitching varsity. I pitched against uh, HLV last year. I didn't do very good, so my first game it was just a warm up, and now I'm kind of getting into. You're the getting into a little bit of a groove. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, uh, what what at what time did you start to think this no hitter was a kind of a uh, going to be a, a, a possibility? Mainly the sixth inning. My friend said, you're on for a no-hitter, and usually that's bad luck. Yeah. So <laughs> I was kind of getting hopeful. But then the last inning, uh, I was on. I was really good. I was feeling great. Struck out the first strong guy, and then the rest was just pretty easy. Just trust my defense. Well, it was your, did you have a changeup that was working well, a curveball? Were you spotting your fastball? Was it a combination of everything? Uh, was you Were you uh, – uh, just staying on the corners. What was the secret to getting the uh, uh, to, to shutting them down like that? Mainly, it was just leaving it over the plate and trusting my defense. The, uh, the only time my curveball was actually doing well was the last inning, because that first guy, what he almost he almost hit a, a home run off of me, but it just barely went foul in right field. It's a game of inches, isn't it? You know. Yeah. And then uh, I threw two straight curveballs. Well, generally, cur the, the tighter your arm is, the better your curveball works. And, yeah. Uh, that's that's the, the general thing. Well, uh, do either one of you guys know who's pitching tonight? Uh, Billy Kindred is throwing tonight. Billy Kindred's on the mound. You've had a lot of uh, – how many games you had this week already? Uh, four, three. Three, three games. This will be the fourth game for the week. So, the pitching's uh, – uh, well, uh, any, anything else you guys want to talk about before I let you go? Nope. Well, thanks for being with us, and congratulations on some pretty outstanding performance. Thank you. Well, we are standing here with the Clarahan Trucking Drive of the game and the player of the game all in one person of Billy Kindred. Well, welcome to the program, Billy. Yep. Glad to be here. Well, you pitched uh, uh, six pretty solid innings. Only uh, one run came across. Uh, what was your secret to uh, uh, staying in the strike zone and working yourself out of a lot of trouble? Oh, uh, well, just tried to throw strikes and let my defense do the work. Yeah, well, your defense did come up, up strong for you, and they got the outs when they needed. Uh, and then, uh, uh, but there was a, a, a real battle, and you came up with a nice two out hit that uh, drove in a run to uh, uh, win the game. Hey, and that's where we, uh, or at least put your team out in front for the, the game winning hit. Uh, well, tell us, walk us through that a bat. Uh, yeah, I had two strikes, and I was I was thinking curveball, and he threw curveball, and I sat on it and hit it. Got a got a got a little barrel on it, yeah, and uh, drove in the run. Well, uh, this was a pretty hard fought win. Uh, uh, do you think this can this was an important win for the season? Yeah, we needed a win just to feel just get a winning streak going and take it into Monday with some confidence. Well, congratulations on being the clear and trekking uh, drive of the game and, and being the player of the game with your outstanding pitching performance. Yep. Thank you. This week in high school baseball, and what a week it has been. Uh, I got to see a lot of teams this week, including the, the first gentleman I've got on tap, uh, Mr. Lee Crawford, one of the best dang baseball coaches in all of Iowa. Welcome to the program, Coach. Hey, thanks for having me, Dave. Well, what kind of exciting week did you have? Uh, uh, I saw your game with Albert Nett, and uh, 
although uh, it didn't come out with a win for you. It was a great game to watch. Your team's always plays so well. They they uh, I remember Max Phillips made a, just an unbelievable throw from right field in that game. You know that was worth yep. the six bucks to come in to see the game in the first place. I would think. But uh, look, how how'd the week go? Uh, we went two and two on the week. Uh, we started kind of rough. We we opened with uh, Linville Sully on Monday, who's ranked, I think, fifth or sixth in the state in Class 1A. Uh, we started Caden Clarahan on the mound. And, you know, we, we didn't have great defense behind him. We couldn't get our bats going against their their number one pitcher for 90 pitches. So, you know, we pulled Caden. It was probably around six to nothing when we pulled him to keep him under 90 pitches so we could use him in later in the week. And then uh, – uh, kind of, we, we kind of just lost our traction a little bit. And, um, even, even, you know, Max came in, uh, and we tried to shut him down with Max and they got a couple off of him. So final score ended up being 13 to two, but I really feel like it was a little bit closer game than, uh, what that score indicates. And then on Tuesday, we saw the game you did. Uh, we had Albernet and coach Ryan Stensland came down. Uh, we lost that game six to two. We just couldn't figure out their pitcher, um, and our hitting was off. And I kind of, you know, on Linville Sully's side, you know, that kid's throwing 85 to 88. Um, and then the next night adjusting to a slower pitcher, uh, really, I think really kind of threw us for a loop a little bit. But uh, Yeah, he was unbelievable at keeping you off balance, wasn't he? Yeah, just off balance, but I was just trying to – I think our, we, we need to adjust how we're doing some hitting things uh, with some of the slower pitchers and – uh, that that's on that's on me and the coaching staff as far as uh, preparing our preparing our kids for for stuff like that. Well, uh, their defense was amazing, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, they Albert's defense was basically they could catch a fly ball and a pop up, and they really struggled with ground balls. And we just, you know, we kind of preach, preach, preach that we want to barrel up a ball, we want to drive a ball, and uh, you know the way they played their outfield back towards the warning track, it kind of just played right into what they wanted to do and we we didn't make the adjustment so um just you know a tough a tough loss albernet's a class 2a team that's uh now 500 and i think in the top 15 as far as class 2a goes and you know we we talked about earlier us we've kind of loaded up our non-conference schedule just to you know get these these kids going and uh, play some tougher teams to try to put us at a higher level. Well, you started to chase Clarahan in that game, and I was pretty impressed with him. He's just an eighth grader, isn't he? Yeah, Chase is just an eighth grader. Then we brought Lincoln Power in right after him, who's another eighth grader. So we pitched. I mean, yeah, we lost six to two, but we also pitched two eighth graders in the game that we we have a lot of confidence in, and uh, you know, trying to build them up for their futures a little bit too here. Um, Chase is pitching some. Chase hasn't had an easy easy run here. I mean, he pitched against Davis County for us. He had Albernet. He had our other non-conference game as well. Uh, I can't remember off the top of my head who that yeah, was. Another double-A team, I think. It was another two-way team. So, I mean, we're giving some pretty tough tasks to some of these eighth graders. And, you know, so they're, they're actually, you know, stepping up to the plate a little bit and making pitches. And they're starting to – I don't know how you want to say it. They're starting to – realize that they can do some of these things and make big pitches in big places. So well, we're really, I, I, I lay we're eyes, really I laid eyes on, on 15 teams, I believe right now. And he's, he's at least league average, you know? Yeah. I mean, he's exactly what you see out there night after night. 
Yeah. So I mean, we're really excited for what he's gonna, what he can do. You know, rest obviously rest of season, but rest of his his career. And uh, you know, same with Lincoln Power. You know, we gave him a shot there against Albernet and got him some varsity time pitching wise. And uh, we we thought he pitched really well. And he was pitching really well last night as well in a, in a JV game and kind of dinged up his elbow. We hope he's okay. But uh, you know, we're we're trying to get these guys more experience and, uh, you know, b- keep building this team up for, for the end of the season run here. Yeah. And it's important to get some bench players some time and, and because you never know what's going to happen in the tournament, you really, <laughs> really might be short on somebody at some point. Correct. Well, uh, we, uh, the, the wind shifted for you though. You, you, uh, 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 put the bats together, you put the pitching together, uh, uh, and you did pretty well the rest of the week. Uh, uh walk me through what else happened. Uh, last night, I'll update you on last night. Last night, we won seven to one over, uh, BGM. Then I'll go back to Wednesday. We, we won seven to one last night. Uh, Caden Clarehan pitched really well. He ended up, he really managed his pitch count really well. We only went 91, 92 with him on his pitch count and he had a complete game. Uh, I believe he had threw a three hitter and struck out 10 in the game last night. And then we got, uh, we got some timely hitting and put a put a couple crooked numbers up. I believe in like the the fourth or fifth or fifth and sixth inning, and uh, kids really played great defense. I think we, we had one error on defense. Um, I thought the, the kids played really well. They were aggressive on the bases, uh, and we took advantage of some some miscues by BGM to to put that game away. And then last uh, Wednesday we were at Montezuma, which was really a tight game. Their pitcher did a nice job as well, and we just took us time to adjust. Um, but ended up, uh, you know, we were pitching Reed Mullnix, and Reed's quietly been putting together uh, a pretty dang good season. With you know, I know he's got wins over Monty and Koufax, um, and also Kyoto. So he's he's sitting right at three and zero right now. A uh, bunch of strikeouts again. I, th- I think he had seven or eight strikeouts on Wednesday night. Um, and, and again, the, the bats kind of came alive at the right time. We put some runs up to get out of there. Yeah. Well, uh, was it BGM? You really put it, socked it to them. It was seven to one, seven to one to BGM. I I guess was it 14, one to Montezuma. I don't have my stuff in front of me. Well, it's good enough. But yeah, yeah. Uh, well, a couple impressive conference wins back to back, you know. And that sickle, uh, I'm here to tell you, people, uh, those teams are all good, and they're all close in in ability. And what I see night after night, you really don't know who's going to win in any of these games. You know, uh, Sigourney's a, a little better than than most of them, but they could give you. There ain't any of them that couldn't on a night catch you. I don't think. Uh, or, no, or I think any it of the other teams on, in the league. This it week? really depends on pitching matchups and then, you know, kids come into play and do the coaches have them ready to play, in my opinion. Yeah, I know. Uh, but it's uh, Anybody but, can beat anybody on a given night in my – whenever. In, in the sickle, uh, uh, there's just a lot of good teams, and you're playing in a good team, and you got a good record in the conference too. What, what is your conference record now? Oh, geez. Dave. I know we have one, the one loss to Linville, so – I think we're seven and one. Seven and one in the conference. That's pretty damn and, outstanding. In a, and in a conference, is that good? Linville's eight and zero, I believe. And then I think North Mahaska four and three, two games behind us. I think. I just looked at this morning. 
Well, anyway, uh, you're really having an outstanding season, and I agree with you about Reed Molinax. He's helping. Uh, he, he's really helping you win some big, important games, uh, uh, and uh, uh, it's nothing short of miraculous uh, uh, the record that you got against the competition that you're playing. And yeah. uh, I, I seen you've been getting some votes uh, for the the top ten. Yeah, we've been. I mean, we, we've been getting some votes to be, you know, top ten. I. I don't know if that puts us 11 through 15. I, I assume we'll kind of drop off on that a little bit after the loss to Linville Sully because they're ranked five or six. So, you know, there's a lot of good teams in the state of Iowa, with, you know, but the same losses as us and, and have more wins. So, you know, I assume we'll drop out of that for a little bit and then hopefully we'll put together a nice little run here in the next couple of weeks. Well, let's talk about that in, uh, uh, next week's run. So uh, what's, what, what are the games and, and let me know when the home games are. Uh, we are at HLV on Monday. Um, look to travel up there. Uh, Tuesday, we're at Pleasantville. We go see uh, one of my former players' this team, Sheldon Card, coaching Pleasantville team. Who I've heard they're really good. They've got a couple eighth graders that supposedly throw 90. Wow. So I'm looking forward to see, see them. Uh, Wednesday, we are back home versus North Mahaska. Coach Kellerman's team comes to town, which will always be – it should be a good matchup. Uh, usually two pretty good defenses there. And then uh, Friday we start the second time around. We go at Bell Plain. So only one home game this week, but uh, still should be some good games. Yeah, those are those are awesome. That's, that, that's what I'm talking about. Those teams there in particular are all good. You know? Yeah. And I've, yep. seen them, uh, I've seen them put wins on the board and no hitters and uh, – Smash giant home runs and uh, that Nash Smith, he's something else. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's a good ball player, good he's, athlete. I think he's going to Central to play basketball. Is he? Yeah, he's a. Uh, yep. Uh, he's dynamite with the bat, that's for sure. Uh, sure. He's a good little pitcher. So, yeah. Uh, which which one of those games you say were at home? North Mahaska. Uh, what day is that? Wednesday. Wednesday. Hmm. Yep. Well, I uh, uh, I sure enjoy watching uh, uh, North Mahaska. That'd be a great game for. Round Guy Radio Game of the Week. To, to, to be sure on. would. All right. Well, All uh, right. thanks for being with us, Coach. Anything else we didn't get to talk about that you want to talk about? Uh, just going to give a shout-out to my assistant coaches, uh, Aaron Sellers, Bronson Black, and Tim Clarehan. Uh, they make a pretty good unit of uh, coaches and uh, easy to get along with and just know baseball. And it's been the, They do a lot behind the scenes that they don't get shout-outs for, so I thought I'd better mention them. We'll definitely uh, appreciate them. Well, the Sigourney Savages uh, uh, off to a great start. They're one of the certainly of the elite teams, and they play in a really tough division. So uh, thanks for being with us, Coach. Hey, appreciate the coverage, Dave. All right. We are going to uh, shift over to Kyoto, Iowa, and talk to Coach McCombs. Uh, welcome to the program, Coach. Hey, thanks for having me again. Well, you had a quite an exciting week. Uh it started out, uh, uh, you probably didn't enjoy Nash Smith's performance as much as the average viewer would have uh, enjoyed his performance. But uh, you, you played uh, North Mahaska, who was a dang solid team, and uh, uh, Nash hit two of the biggest home runs I've ever seen a high school kid hit, uh, especially that last one. Uh, wh what do you think of just about him as ability? You know, I mean, wh what kind of an athlete is that? You know, it's funny because – and you know, before this year, I mean, this this is the year that he's kind of you know blossomed and came out as a you know great baseball player. 
So, uh, like, last year he was a great pitcher, but you didn't really – I mean, great fielder, but you didn't expect that bat to be hitting, you know, like it was, you know, the game we played against him. But, uh, no, uh, anytime you get two home runs in a game, I mean, got to be doing something right. So, But you guys played pretty well that night, and particularly in some relays uh, from the outfield to the cutoff man to the home plate that he raced a couple of runs. Uh, um, Andy McGuire put a, 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 did a great job of getting a glove down and, and finishing those plays off. If he doesn't catch it and put the tag on, everything else is for nothing. But uh, yeah. uh, uh, what are you seeing out of the, just the, the kind of uh, uh, team defense that you were playing uh, on those plays uh, uh, that night and, and and the ones I saw Friday night where you played pretty dang well too. And I saw Dalton Dodd cut a, a guy who was thinking about taking a base on him and he, he thought better about it about a, a quarter of the way down the lane. Yeah, no, I I think our confidence has kind of gotten out that uh, not to take it and try to take advantage of our outfielders. I think it's kind of gotten gotten out. So you see guys that are faking like they're going to test just to see the throw, but uh, we we don't have a whole lot of people past us anymore. And then on top of that, it's kind of gotten out about and uh, Aiden McGuire as a catcher because we haven't had anybody even attempt a stolen base in like three games against us now. So. No, I think uh, I think I think the the things you get you do well. I mean, the, the coaches talk. I mean, the, I talk to you know two three coaches every night after a game. So you know, the coaches around the conference talk about the teams. So uh, it's kind of it's kind of funny to see because you know that I'm not the only one talking. You know, they're talking to other people too. So it's it's kind of fun to see what you know their game plan are on us because of uh, what, what they're hearing from the coaches. So. Well, uh, Cole Kinder gave you a pretty good start against North Mahaska. He did give up a solo homer uh, to to Graham Smith. I mean, uh, Nash Smith, but uh, 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 then Billy came in and he gave up a, a, a three-run shot to him, but th- that's all you lost by was four runs. Your three, yeah. yeah you lost by three, and, and uh, those two was, was, was the was the difference in the game. Uh, but, uh, um, I thought you played pretty good. You put enough points on the board to win. You played a, a good enough defense, uh, but, uh, uh, maybe not your most stellar, uh, output, but, uh, uh, the week continued into what really was a big run of wins for you, wasn't it? Yeah. No, uh, that's definitely happened with how we performed this week. Definitely played well. Yeah. I mean, a, a, a hard fought loss on uh, Monday night and then. Tuesday night, you go down to the defending national state champs and you put a 10 spot up on them and get a have mercy rule. And uh, 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 who, who who pitched that game? Tanner? That was, that one was, uh, that was a lot. Not, not this week, it was the week before. Oh. That was Tanner who, who hit through that one. We oh. went to, uh, who did we play Wednesday? We played uh, Colfax Mingo Wednesday. Okay, Colfax Mingo. Yep. And then, uh, yeah, Tanner throws a no-hitter uh, yep. uh, in that game. Yep. Tanner, Tanner threw a no-hitter, and he was one walk away from a perfect game. I mean, and it was, you know, any time you can throw a no-hitter, and he threw 69 pitches. Wow. A complete game, a complete game no-hitter with 69 pitches. You know that your defense has your back, and that's that's the big thing that we took away from that is, I mean, we had – there were three plays that our defense did stuff that we usually – aren't able to do just, I mean, just great plays that, you know, usually 
you make one of them, but you don't make all three of them. We made all three of them, which really helped out Tanner. So, so no, our uh, defense definitely played a huge role in that. And Tanner did a really, really good job of, you know, keeping ground balls. I mean, that's that's what he does best. Is uh, he's ground ball pitcher. He's gonna throw it, and it's gonna come back as a ground ball. So, definitely yeah. helpful. Well, uh, 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 that was a big win. And then uh, uh, the bats got going against Colfax Mingo a little bit, too. Why don't you talk about some of the hitters this week? Yeah, um, we. it's kind of funny because it's almost like we're taking turns. He's going to take, you know, make all the base hits that game. But uh, Aiden's been, been pretty solid the last, uh, last, last week or two. Uh, Anderson, he's been, he's been hitting really, really well. And uh, I, think he, I think he had a double there. Um, Tanner had one, and it kind of – I mean, Tanner's not very big, so we will we'll go up there, Colfax, and that coach yells their outfield to, to scooch in, and then Tanner put one about a foot away from the fence. <laughs> I told him that was a triple if he didn't have his home run, uh, his home run trot going to first, <laughs> end up as a double. So Tanner, 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 I mean, hit the ball really, really well there. Uh, Cole had a few good hits there. I think Evan had a hit. I mean, really, we we hit all the way through. And uh, I think that was our best game for strikeouts because we we've got an issue with strikeouts, maybe not just as a team. So that was that was our best time uh, this year is uh, you know not striking out and putting the ball in play and you know helping us ourselves out. Well, did you have a game on Thursday or not? Yep, on Thursday we played Eddieville. Okay, well, how'd that game go? You know, it was uh, it's I always I always enjoy playing Eddieville and you know Sheraton, you know the, the bigger schools that uh, you know we don't usually get to see. Uh, so we played, uh, Eddieville and Eddieville threw a kid against us, but they probably wouldn't throw against, you know, another two-way school, but, uh, no, we hit the ball really, really well against them. And, and, uh, Aiden Anderson, um, gave up one run and ended up winning five to one and, uh, defense played solid, didn't have any errors. We had two games in a row with no errors. Well, that's a big win defense. against Eddieville Blakesburg. They're a big two-way school, and uh, yep. uh, boy, this season just keeps getting better and better. Yeah, no, we. It, it's funny because we we played really, really well three of our four games, and the one game we didn't play well. We 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 still, we still won on Friday, but we didn't play very well. But we you know, still got the win against a really good team. So you know, it's kind of. Kind of funny how baseball. Uh, you well, know, HLV come in there. I, I think they were uh, in third place or tied for third place in the sickle, and uh, they're throwing their best guy at you, and uh, he wound up being able to spin a no hitter against you. But somehow, some way, you guys were able to grind out a two to one win uh, despite being the, the no hitter. Uh, um, some hard hit balls that got by some people. Uh, uh, some so uh, a, a bases loaded walk to Andy McGuire, uh, and and one other run by I think Galindo, wasn't it? Yep, uh, yep, Galindo, Galindo got one there. I mean, filling in for Evan, so that was yeah, well, let's talk about time. Evan. Uh, uh, we should have talked about him first, but uh, Friday before the game, he, he a foul ball, uh, ricocheted off the batting cage and uh, hit him in the nose, so uh, he wasn't able to play Friday night. What's his status and how's he feeling? Um, I actually talked to him today and talked to his uh, parents last night, uh, about eleven o'clock last night. You know, it's cute, a fun day, so we're all at, we're all, we're all out of town. So, uh, talked to them. They said that uh, 
that they're looking at it. They didn't end up going to the doctor last night. They said, uh, had somebody come over and look at him, and he was fine. He actually showed up to the game, but, I mean, his nose was holding up pretty good. So, no, he, uh, I think he's he's feeling all right. I mean, he's a tough kid. I mean, he's he's, he's a big, tough kid. So, uh, I'm not all that concerned about him. I guess we'll see what uh, what comes here by Monday, if uh, he's still still looking all right or uh, if we got to, you know, He's going to sit another game, so he's kind of questionable, but I'm, I'm, I'm leaning on him. I'm guessing he's going to play. I mean, on Monday, it's hard to keep you know a kid out like that that's competitor. So. Well, that's for certain. Well, uh, Chuck, uh, 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 a, a nice three. You won three out of four games, right? Yep. Well, what does that leave you standing uh, uh, overall and in the, in the conference? You know, I'm not sure. I think we're seven and five. Uh, and we're three and three in the conference. All right. Well, that's not bad. As tough as this conference is, and I think uh, uh, that third and fourth spot is going to be a lot of teams uh, will still be in reach uh, as they just really basically just crested the halfway part uh, of the season. We got two hard weeks of, of baseball left, though. Uh, yep. And and let's talk about next week. Where are you at next week? Let's figure out. Uh, what the home games, what the away games are, how many games you got, who we pitching, uh, uh, all that stuff. You know, uh, we actually slowed down the the rest of the year. Uh, we've only got three games a week the rest of the year, so four. So we're, we're slowing down, so we're getting extra practices, and it's going to help us out, I think, here. You know, when we get in this stretch that, you know, we can keep our kids, you know, healthy and, you know, keep their arms good to go. Uh, so we open up the season or open up the week with uh, Linville at Linville. And, I mean, Linville's Linville. I mean, they're... Yeah, they're the number five team in the state. They're undefeated yeah. in the conference. Uh, yep. They just won a game at uh, Sec Taylor Stadium against Albion. Yep. No, just got to, you know, that's that's going to be a big one there. Um, I mean, I, I'm still 50-50 on who's pitching that game. We've got um, Tanner and Cole are both available. Just to uh, so we're gonna we're gonna kind of look at that. Um, you know, you look at a team like uh, Linville and they're gonna hit. I mean, it's just I mean, they're gonna hit the ball. It's just who where's our best defense when they hit the ball? So that's kind of what we're looking at right now and how how we're gonna you know play play that and uh, then after Linville, I've. I believe we have either Iowa Valley or BGM. We we have Iowa Valley and BGM Wednesday and Friday, but I'm not sure which one's which. Okay. Uh, you, which what you have a home game this week or not? I don't believe so. We're we've you know when you open a season six of your first seven games are home games. You know, you, you kind of lose your home games towards the end of the year. <laughs> yeah, he had so many home games at the beginning. It was about down to be a, a drought, but it was a heck of a fun week. And Kyoto is such a fun place to see the game. And I always see great games in Kyoto. Uh, there's just something about that school and the competitive nature of their players and uh, the, 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 the kind of equality in the, in the conference. You know what I mean? Uh, yep. Uh, outside of Sigourney, there's nobody really, uh, you know, that's out there pretty much beating the other teams, you know. So everybody else is just beating each other. Uh, yep. Up, up, you know, one game and down the next. Well, yep, coach, we got... uh, thanks for being with us. Anything you want to talk about that we didn't get to talk about? 
Nope, I think uh, that's pretty much sums it all up. All right, well, we'll keep this train moving. Thanks for being with us. Yep. We are headed to Marengo, Iowa, as we're talking to the Iowa Valley Tigers coach, Coach Robit. Welcome to the program, Coach. Hey, how are you? Well, you, you had a busy week with four games. Uh, I don't know how your pitching held out or, or really what happened. Uh, let's go through the games one by one. Uh, so last week we played Montezuma Monday. Uh, that was a good one. That was a nail biter. We saw Owen Cook for six innings, and he absolutely dominated us for six innings. And then um, we put three on him in the fifth, and it was a close game. And and then we we came out in the seventh, and we came on out of walk off. And that was that was the high point of the week. Um, we had we had some lows, and we had some pretty good ones. Uh, we played HLV tough. Um, their pitcher, uh, Camden Kennebec, came out and just dominated through seven innings the whole time and just really kept us down. We were hitting the ball just right to people, which is just – it's baseball. Um, but that was honestly one thing I was proud of with the boys. Is that was the cleanest baseball we we played all year. Um and unfortunately, we just didn't come out on top. HLV played a uh, heck of a game. Their defense was incredible. Well, um, uh, let me see what that kid's name was. Mark Hensdorf. Uh, Max, Max Hensdorf. Max, Max Hensdorf. Man, he threw a, a no-hitter against Kyoto uh, yeah. Friday night. Uh, but they, they struggled to score runs. Actually, Kyoto won the game 2-1 to one without getting a hit. But, uh, yeah, they got some good pitching over there. That's That's for certain. Yeah, they do. Well, uh, then what? Then who'd you play? Uh, then we played North Vahaska. Oh, they're tough. Thursday. How did that uh, uh, Nash Smith do against you? Uh, he hit one home run in the first inning, and then that was it. That's all he did. He hit two home runs Monday night against Kyoto, uh, and they were mammoth. Yeah, he's a, he's a <laughs> heck of a he's got such a good long build and stride and everything. Uh, yeah, he's something else, isn't he? Yeah, he when uh we hit when he hit the home run against us in the first inning, um, it was one of those just no doubters, like off the bat, like, oh well that one's going over the fence. Um and our pitcher came in, he goes and he just started laughing, he goes, I'd perfectly placed that pitch and he just somehow managed to hit it over the fence. So tip tip you gotta tip your hat to that. Like you pitch your best pitch and then he just happens to take you over the fence, like that's an amazing hitter. Like, there's nothing you can do about that. Well, he's got a hot bat with three home runs I know of this week. We'll find out yeah. what else and he's got going. But, uh, uh, yeah, he certainly turned the Jets on. But how did that game turn out for you? Uh, we lost 5-3. to three. Oh, if, nail biter. Yeah, if we in the second inning, we had – they didn't have a single hit, but they scored three runs. We had six errors and two walks, which that's free, free bases that were given up. If we eliminate that inning – then we come out on top three to two. We kept them scoreless for the rest of the game. And we were fighting the whole time. Our kids were hitting the ball. Um, Caden Knapp's one of the guys. He's just kind of getting unfortunate at the plate. He's hitting the ball hard, but it's always finding a glove. Um, and I really, I think this week it was kind of down. We, we lost three games out of the four, but they were all against really good teams, and they were, we, we fought in every single game. So, Well, who'd you close out the week with? Uh, Linville Sully. Oh, well, yeah, that's, that's – uh, 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 everyone else had the same problem you did when they played. Yeah. Um, we faced um, 
Carson Carson Masson, the senior. He is uh, uh Connor Connor Masson is senior. Uh, Carson Masson is his younger brother. Um, Connor, I, I talked to the uh, to the coach afterwards after that game. I was like, so what do you got, Connor? T- um, topping out at he goes well tonight he hit 93 wow yeah he was hitting 93 well tell me a little bit about about uh uh about linville so i know kyoto plays on monday night uh i know they're i think ranked number uh five in the state and they're undefeated in the sickle uh yeah uh what do you know about what well, tell me a little bit about their team because they just haven't seen their uh, uh talk to coach crawford about them a little bit um well, they have their leadoff guy, Quarter Nounhunter. He's a left-handed catcher, which you don't really see a whole lot. Um, he is a phenomenal athlete. When he gets on, it's an automatic triple. 95% of the time, he swings at the first pitch if it's in the zone, and he, he gets a hit off of it. Um, he's one of those guys that doesn't matter how you throw the ball to him. He, he'll find a way to get on. He is so talented, so good. and to back it all up, he's probably one of the big, be, the best defensive catchers in the sickle. Like he will throw you out, he'll block the ball, he'll he'll manage his staff very well, and he still strikes. And as a former catcher, watching him, it's like, wow, how how is if this kid was right-handed, he would easily go D one just for catching. But I can't even imagine what he would be like in center field with his speed and his arm. Um, but then after that, like the rest of their lineup, it's just dude after dude after dude, every single guy can hit the ball. Their defense is incredible. Like they did not make a single physical error the entire game, and there were balls that were hit extremely hard. There was a ball hit down the line by um, Dane Smith that we hit, and it was the kid made a fantastic diving play, gets up, throws it across the field, and our guys were like, so dejected after that play, I go, 95% of baseball players can't make that play. Like, that is a one-in-a-million play. So, you got to tip your hat to that. Yeah, that's so, uh, heard nothing but good things. I'd like to see them uh, before the season's over. Well, uh, what about uh, what about this week? What do we got coming up? You got a little bit lighter game, and maybe you're, maybe that's what your pitching staff needs. Maybe a... You had a, a, a loss of close games because your pitching was stretched a little bit last week. Yeah. Um, this week we've got BGM on Monday, um, and that's at BGM. And then we come back with two home games. We play Colfax Mingo on Wednesday and then Kyoto on Friday. Okay. Well, uh, sounds like a, a, a busy enough week. What do you got for uh, pitching? Do you know who's pitching the, uh, the first one? Um, Caleb Hawk will be pitching on Monday. Oh, Hawk's on the Hawk's on the on the Bears, huh? Well, yep. uh, uh, good to talk. To anything we didn't get any any players that you want to say? Uh, you know, any guys that got some good hits for you this week? Anybody swinging uh, that well? Any, any of the pitchers that's particularly hot right now? Caleb Hawk's hit. He he is hot right now. He is finding ways to get on. He is hitting the ball hard, and to back it all up, he's pitching fantastically he had a little bit of a rough outing against montezuma um but i think that was just kind of just an off day for him but other than that his, he is really heating up and i'm looking forward to seeing more from him okay what about any pitchers any pitchers stand out this week 
Um, Owen Brawl, our second guy, he'll go against Colfax Mingo. Had a, he had a really good game against um, North Mahaska besides the one bad inning that our defense played. Um, and I think he's really coming around finding his, his groove in our pitching rotation. So he is hopefully going – he pitched against Colfax Mingo last year and pitched a one-hit shutout for seven innings against him. So hopefully he can come back and do that again. Well, North Mahaska's no joke. Uh, Linville Sully obviously is not world class. Uh, uh, bigger opponents. You got a, you got a, a week here that may, uh, uh, if you could perform really well this week, I think you will be uh, uh, in good shape uh, yeah. for the last week it of the season. But this is a pivotal week for you, Coach. You think you you guys are uh, your you got your your pitchers and your horses all in the stable and ready to go? Yes, sir. We if we come out and we win. All three games this week, we will have a good, good time going into our final week um, of baseball. So, all right. Well, thanks for being with us. We're going to keep whipping it around the league. We are headed to Victor, Iowa, to talk HLV Warriors baseball with Coach Hinsdorf. Welcome to the program, Coach. Thank you. All right. Well, uh, we got to see your team. Uh, you, you got a, uh, your son threw a no hitter, and we'll get to talking about that, but. Uh, Let's start uh, with last week's game, and uh, uh, you're having a pretty decent season this year. Uh, tell us, tell us, uh, uh, start with the, the Monday or Tuesday, wherever you started, and we'll work uh, work through the games you played this week. Yeah, so uh, Monday we started with EV. Um, we had uh, actually Max Max pitched against that game as well, um, and he threw a real good game for us there. We we got on the bats. Um, did what we were trying to do on Friday, um, but we got on the bats a little bit against EV, had 14 hits, and uh, scored some runs, um, put us in a good position, and we just kind of we kind of maintained and played good defense behind him and, and got the win. Well, that's good. Well, what other games did you have? Uh, we had Iowa Valley on uh, Wednesday, and that, that, was a, that was an absolute barn burner. Um, that was a fun game. Uh, we threw Camden Kennebec. And he pitched an absolute gem through 76 pitches, seven innings on 76 pitches. Um, he was just lights out on the hill, played great defense behind him, uh, one-run ball game. Um, and then they had Nolan Kriegel pitching, who's a, I believe he's an eighth grader. Yeah. Uh, and he, he threw a complete game on 91 pitches um, and threw fantastic for Iowa Valley. I mean, it, it really was going to go either way. There was There was no – there was no taking your foot off the gas in that game, and it was a fantastic game to play. Um, both teams did really well, um, and both pitchers threw outstanding. So, well, that's that's a, a pretty good. Well, then, then was the last game the Kyoto game, and then Friday was our Kyoto game. Yep. Okay. Well, let's talk a little bit about that game. As uh, Max Hensdorf uh, 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 came out with a no hitter, uh, uh, albeit through a two to one loss, but. Uh, Unbelievable pitching uh, and some pretty spectacular defense behind him, but uh, uh, he kind of had a bulldog approach all night. He just uh, kept moving the ball around, staying in on on the hitter's hands, uh, uh, changing speeds, and and he, he took pretty good control over what is basically a pretty good Kyoto hitting lineup all the way up and down that line. Yeah, he did well. Um, our our goal was you know we're gonna pound the zone. We've been playing pretty good defense um, as of lately. Uh, so our goal going into that was just pound the zone, see if we can keep 
keep the ball inside on the hands and jam a few kids up and uh, make plays when we have plays available to make. Um, there were a couple guys that put, put the barrel on them on the ball a few times and, and, uh, they, they hit them deep into the outfield and we, we made the plays when we needed to make the plays. Yeah. Um, um, in a game where, uh, sometimes you need somebody to step up with two outs and get a hit. It seemed like both teams defense, uh, stepped up with the gloves and stole away that two out hit, didn't they? Yeah, they're both teams. Both are both teams had uh, guys in scoring position, you know. Um, and and really, if I go back and look at the stats from that, most of those scoring positions were either on, you know, that one costly error or a walked guy. But uh, we just neither team could really shove them across the plate like uh, like I'm sure that uh, Kyoto was trying to do the same as we were trying to do is push guys across the plate. But the defense stepped up and made the plays when they were needing to make them. So. Well, this, this Iowa Valley game that you played, this uh, Kyoto game that you played, it's like every game that I see between every sickle team, it's just a battle every night. And you got to fight, scratch, and claw for every hit, for every for every extra base, for every run that you can scratch in. Uh, every, game's, every game's a tough one, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's, one, that's one great thing about the sickle conference is there's no, there's no real – there's no, there's no real winner during the game. Um, it's so close and it's so evenly matched amongst all the teams that on any given night, uh, you're going to be in a game and you're going to have to go seven innings and, and you're going to have to be able to stay in it the whole time. So, Well, uh, uh, you did have some players that really kind of impressed me, and one of them was Boston York. Could you tell me a little bit about him? Yeah, Boston's been super consistent for us over the years. I mean, he's playing, playing the varsity level. Uh, since he was an eighth grader, um, he played first base his eighth grade year, and then he's been a catcher since then, um, which is which is where he lives. He's a, he's a behind the plate guy. He always has been, um, and he's doing a great job for us. Um, he is currently, I think, uh, what's his uh, Boston? He's currently sitting at a four twenty nine for batting average, which is which is pretty typical for Boston. He's a He's a great hitter. He's a good approach hitter. Um, he's super comfortable when it comes to, you know, so he, he gets down in the count. Um, I don't worry about him all that much when that happens. He's a very, very comfortable and reliable hitter. Um, and then behind the plate, I mean, he's made a name for himself in the sickle. Um, coaches know who he is. He's done very, very well. Uh, he holds runners. Um, he's got a good arm, and he's pretty quick. His pop time's pretty quick. He can get the ball to the – second base if needed um so all in all he's just a, he's just a fantastic ball player and, and he's done really well for us well uh you got a a, a, a young man and uh not a very tall kid but his name is briar jack uh <laughs> he had a pretty good game uh didn't he yeah um briar jack is briar jack is a is a fun kid to be around um he's uh he's not very big and that's that's not hard to notice but uh He's got a big heart for the game of baseball. He's got a lot of love for it, and he's an outstanding player. He's only in eighth grade, and he is—he's truly an outstanding kid. He's a good player, um, and and he likes to—he likes to see how far he can push those older kids. Um, he's grown up with those older kids for a long time. Um, particularly, some some of them have been wrestlers, and and he grew up on a wrestling mat. So, um, he's got a good relationship. So being an eighth grader, that fits in really well with this group of kids because he's got a good chemistry with them already and he can just naturally do what he does. And, and he has done a fantastic job for us. 
Um, he's played third for us when Max pitches. And when Camden pitches, he, he plays center field for us. And he has done an absolute gem of a job in both positions. I couldn't ask for, for him to have done a better job being put in a position as an eighth grader. Well, you got uh... – well, let's talk about next week. Who do you got next week? Um, next week we have um, we have Sigourney on Monday. Let me look here. Well, they're good. Bell playing on Wednesday, and then we'll have BGM on Friday. Well, I haven't seen BGM, but I've seen the other two. I know Sigourney's really tough. Uh, they got yeah, some Sig good pitching. They got some good hitting. They, they have excellent fielding. Yeah, Sigourney's been playing really good ball. Um, they're coming up. I mean, they're they're getting uh, the wins and they're and they're putting the pressure on people. They're they're playing really good ball. But Sigourney always plays good ball. Yeah, they um, do. They're they're coached well. Um, they've got some good pitching. They're pretty deep. So it's going to be a battle. Um, uh, we've got to adjust our strategy a little bit going into Sigourney. I wasn't prepared for that, but uh, we're, we'll make some adjustments and. Uh, uh, we're going to give them the best ball game we can give them, and uh, it's going to be one of those we're going to have to tighten our defense up just a little bit more because it's going to be really, really important. We play really good defense um, mm. and hopefully can shove just a couple, two or three runs across the plate and, and see what happens. That's a home game for you, isn't it? Yes. Yep, that one's at who, home. Who are you going to throw in that game? Um, I'm going to have uh, – I'm, I'm probably going to have Peyton Roth throwing that game. He's uh, This will be his first start. Um, he's typically my closer um, due to the situations of Friday night. Um, I, I've been put in a, a position to have to have him start the game, which is fine. Um, he's going to be able to handle it. He's a sophomore, uh, and he's been playing baseball for us for a few years. Um, I, I have 100% confidence that he's going to go up there, and he's going he's gonna to shove strikes across the plate and going to get him to put it in play, and we're going to play defense behind him. I have uh, all the – faith in the world again with Peyton um, and uh, I think that he's going to do just fine for us. Well your defense is pretty sharp. It's tough to get a hit against you. Uh, in fact I haven't seen it done yet. Uh, but, <laughs> um, uh, well who else are you playing then? On on Monday? You play, you're playing I said Sigourney Monday then who? Oh yeah yeah. then we got Bell playing on Wednesday and then BGM on Friday. Alright well Bell playing uh, uh, they kind of, their team reminds me a little bit of yours you know uh Good pitching, good defense. Sometimes they struggle a little bit with the bats, but they don't. They, they'll get eight, nine hits a game sometimes, and not push many runs across. You know, but I did catch them on a night when they did put it all together and uh, look pretty dang good. Uh, another, it'll just be another a, a week of battling sickle teams, won't it? Yeah, really. It's 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 never no no day you can take off when you're playing these teams. Um, we're all gonna play pretty close. We're very similar in a lot of ways uh, across the board. But uh, one thing about playing uh, that they're, uh, they show is that they've got a lot of speed, um, which not a surprise. They're, uh, they're a heavy track team. Um, they're really quick. They, they like to steal a lot of bases. So we're going to have to prepare for that. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll make some adjustments and we'll prepare for what they bring us. But they like to steal. They, I think they lead the sickle in stolen bases, if I remember right. So uh, they they like to run a lot. So we'll just we'll just have to prepare for that, um, and uh, we'll we'll approach that when it gets here. All right. Well, uh, coach, it's it's great to be with you. Uh, good luck the rest of the way. All I know is uh, 
uh, Linville Sully's way up front, everybody, and then then uh, Sigourney's right on their tail. But the rest of the league is all bunched right up there in the middle, and I don't know who's going to finish third. It's about one of five or six different teams. I'm thinking. What do you? I mean, uh, it's just every game's going to be real important this week, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, every game's going to be super important uh, through the back half of the season here. Um, especially for the the teams in the middle, you know, the Kyoto, Kyoto, all of us, Kyoto, North Mahaska, BGM, Bell Plain, Colfax, Iowa Valley, and us are all, we're separated by one, one to three wins. And that could go really either way in a hurry. Um, and so it's, every game's going to be an important game. Um, Linville is obviously up top. Um, they're, they're an outstanding team. Um, I don't know if you've gotten a chance to well, see them. We've been following them. Uh, uh and gosh, we got a lot of listeners there too. Uh, uh, but uh, I'm I'm thinking about maybe if I can work it out, going up and seeing Kyoto play them. Yeah. Uh, yep. uh, I didn't catch I didn't catch them when they were in Sigourney, and I wish I had of. But uh, um, I had another game I had to call. I think I had a Kyoto game I had to call that night. So, uh, but uh, uh, I really love love the sickle man, and I'm one of the guys that really gets to see a lot of it, you know, and and gets to see it and know it and. And it's kind of a, a, a blessing for me to be in, involved with this uh, uh, league that you guys are in. And uh, appreciate the, the no-hitter that I got to see. Uh, Round Guy Radio uh, loves to be there with that kind of big event, you know. And I don't know what it is about me, but uh, every time I sit down in, in, in front of a game, in front of the microphone, it seems like all the kids pick up their level of play and we get to see a lot of great stuff. So, well, uh, anything we didn't get to talk about that you wanted to, Coach? No, I think we covered it. All right. Uh, well, thanks for being with us, and uh, we'll I'll keep your number, and, and we'll keep uh, having you on. Sounds good. We are headed to Burlington. I want to talk a little uh, Greyhounds uh, uh, baseball with the head coach. Welcome to the program, coach. Welcome to the program, coach. Uh, appreciate it. Love coming on. All right. Well, uh, let's just start with last week's games. Uh, 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 I've been. You're kind enough to send me uh, a little email, a report on all the games. Uh, uh, I've enjoyed keeping up with it. It looks like the wins are kind of piling up for the season. Uh, how was last week? Uh, last week was a big week. Uh, we played seven games. Uh, two on Monday against Fairfield. Two on Tuesday against Muscatine. Uh, one against Fairfield on Thursday, and then we had the Bryholz tournament here in Burlington Community Field on Saturday with uh, Cedar Rapids, Washington, and Davenport North. So uh, I think on the week we we split with Muscatine and then split at the tournament. So went five and two on the week. So it was a good week. Um, a lot of good things, but also a lot of things we need to work on. All right. Well, can we go? Let's go through that Fairfield series. Uh, uh, you, you came out on top in all three of those games. Uh, what uh, what went well for you uh, uh, in that in, that, in those games? Uh, Monday was just pitching. I mean, Zoner and Kyler did great, uh, great starts. Um, didn't have the greatest defense behind either of them, um, but they managed to pitch well. Uh, and then the bats came alive when it needed. Uh, we work on situational hitting and timely hitting all the time, two out hitting, all those kinds of things. Uh, we uh, ended up just succeeding in those facets. Uh, Thursday was a little bit different story. Uh, we got down 4-0 pretty early. 
Um, pitching was not the highlight of the night for sure. Um, but the offense came alive and ended up escaping with a 7-5 victory. Well, that's uh, uh, that's the way it's got to be sometimes, you know, Coach? I mean, you just uh, you got to win those tough them, them tough battles, and it does seem like it's kind of a battle out there uh, all the time. Tell me a little bit about this Muscatine team. I'm worried they've got a lot of potential, uh, and they've, they've already surprised some teams this year. Yeah, um, I was not too pleased with the Muscatine loss. Um, first game, we uh, came out flat, no energy. Uh, just felt like nobody wanted to be there for the first six innings. Um, first inning zone was a little bit tighter. We had a sophomore on the mound, Logan Messer. Uh, he did well. I mean, I think he only gave up four hits. Walk three, um, but two of those walks just happened to be in the first inning, and then we had two errors behind him in the first inning. So we kind of gave them the two runs they had in the first inning, and it was shut down baseball from there. But offensively, we were, like I said, just flat, just no energy, and uh, ended up squeaking one out, but wasn't enough to get up above them. So. Well, uh, didn't you have a little tournament this weekend? Yeah, the Bryholz tournament uh, every year in Burlington. Uh, usually it's with Davis County and Davenport North. Davis County got out of it this year, so we brought in Cedar Rapids, Washington. Um, first game did not go well as planned, kind of like the Muscatine game, uh, just no energy. Uh, it's hard to play. I mean, you're on six and seven games for the week. People are getting tired. People are battling through little things. Um we ended up losing 12 to one in that first game and just, uh, another, uh, complete, complete team effort that did not show up, but we ended up turning it around beating Davenport North four to three in the second game. Uh, so their potential is always there. We just gotta have the same attitude and energy every night. Well, you played a couple of good teams and that'll help your team out. And, uh, uh, anybody be happy with the record that you came out uh, with this week, uh, uh, including some conference wins there? Uh, uh, well, uh, what do we got on the slate for this week? Uh, this week, we uh, Monday, we're home against Mount Pleasant. Two games. Uh, they're second in the conference right now, so it'll be a good uh Good matchup going forward. Uh, looks like they can pitch it, hit it, all facets of the game. So it's going to be a good matchup. But two of those games are at Burlington on Monday. And then we go to Davenport Assumption on Tuesday for a single game, JV Varsity. Um, Thursday we go to Mount Pleasant. And then Saturday we go to the Linmar Tournament, which has Linmar, us, and I cannot remember the other team right now. Yeah, well, uh, oh. How how many how many home games how many road road games this week? Uh, we have two home games and four away games. Four away games, so you'd be gassing up the bus. Uh, I just for example, the Cody Eagles seem to play really good on the road and and uh, about five hundred at home. Uh, do you, you guys have you guys done well on the road as or or are you like the home cooking better? Where do you think the team plays a little better? Um, right now we're kind of. I mean, we're sitting at eight and six. Uh, a lot of those games were against MAC teams early on. That I mean, 
we can compete with, but necessarily weren't ready for right away. Um, so I don't actually know the breakdown if we're good home or away. Uh, <laughs> I would prefer us just be good every night. Well, looks like you'll get a chance to be out there. Well, Coach, is there anything we didn't get to talk about that you wanted to? No, I think I'm good. You got any uh, any report on the starting pitchers for any of these games or even maybe the one Monday? Uh, right now, we're probably going to stick with Zahner and Schwartz going for our Monday conference games. Okay. All right, well, um, thanks for being with us. All right, thank you. We are no. headed to Oskaloosa, Iowa, to talk to head coach Bill Allman about the Oskaloosa Indian season. Welcome to the program, Coach. Hey, I appreciate you having us. Well, this is your initial time on, and we have a, a home home plate sports cards there in Oskaloosa is uh, stepped up and sponsored the Oskaloosa uh, Indians this season, and uh, so I felt obliged to call you and get you on there and talk to you about your team. Well, uh, we're just cresting the halfway point. We're getting ready to go down the stretch. Uh, talk to me in general how the uh, first half of the season went for the Austin team. Uh, first half is, uh, you know, we've had some ups and downs. Um, right now we've got three wins on the season, but we've had, I think, off the top of my head here, I think we've had about four games within one run that we should have lost or should have won that we lost, you know, late in the game. So our record doesn't really reflect how well we've played at some point. So, well, yeah, I, I can imagine. Uh, well, let's let's kind of go over the team. Uh, let's talk about your pitching. Tell me about your starting pitching and maybe some of the guys have been coming out of the bullpen for you. Yeah. So Cam Chris is he's been our 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 go to guy right now beginning the season here. Um, he's pitched very well. Uh, he got a nice win over Bondurant a week and a half ago when we played on Memorial Day there. Um, that was the second game of a doubleheader. Um, Caleb Court has also stepped up. He's pitching very well this year. Um, I've got some young kids I brought up. I got a freshman, Linus Morrison, and he's really starting to shine right now. I'm I'm liking what I'm seeing from him. Uh, And obviously, I got some other guys in there that's pitching. I've got uh, um, uh, Logan Hoskinson. I've got Jaden Duronde has been throwing well as as well. I also got uh, a new guy that moved into the, to the area, Spencer Vaughn. He's from the Fairfield area last year and moved in up here this year, so he's been getting a little mound time as well. All right. Well, uh, any good pitching staff's going to need uh, some guy, a good backstop back there. Guys can call a good game, maybe keep the runners uh, uh, in check and uh, block some balls in the dirt here now and there. What do you got behind the plate? I got Aiden North behind the plate. He's He's been our veteran catcher. He's a senior this year, and he's top-notch. He's a great kid. He works his tail off, and I wouldn't have anybody else behind the plate right now because right. uh, that kid's a good kid. And I got a freshman he's mentoring right now that's going to come up through the ranks here. So, All right. Well, tell me uh, uh, about your corner infielders. Your, who, got, who mans the hot corner and who plays first base over there, third base and first baseman? Yeah, I got Wyatt Grubb. He's he's the guy on third. Big kid. He's batting well as, as this year is going on as well. He was at the 500 mark there for a while, and I think he's just dropped below it now. Uh, Jared Parks is at first base. He's he's had kind of a hot stick as well. 
Well, uh, let's talk about that double play combination. Everybody's got to have that good up the middle uh, uh, defense, the shortstop and second baseman. What do we got up there? Yeah, we've been experimenting with guys here and there. Um, right now we've got either a freshman or sophomore that's been stepping into the shortstop role. And at second base, I've had Cam Chris here lately. He's a senior. And I've also had a sophomore stepping in at, at that position as well. Um, I moved one of my seniors off the infield and put him into the outfield that played uh, shortstop for us last year so he could help the team. So, Well, uh, time and time again, when I watch a high school baseball game, it's the, the team with the outfielders that can run down those balls that otherwise would be doubles uh, that, can, that can pick up the balls on one hop and get them back to the, to the relay man. Uh, guys with strong arms, guys with good reads. Uh, uh, how important is the outfield defense to your team, and who do you got out there uh, performing those tasks? Uh, it's very important to have a great outfield and run and chase down a ball. Um, right now, I got Tucker. Tucker DeYoung is in the left field. He's the one who moved from shortstop out to left field. He's been doing a nice job. Um, Logan Hoskinson is a veteran out in the center field. He's been running the show for the last year. And this year, he can chase the ball down. And Austin Canaan is my right fielder, who also can chase down a ball really well. He's got a nice arm from right field. Well, uh, that sounds that sounds good. Let's talk about the hitting. Uh, you got any guys with speed at the top that have been uh, 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 doing good job stealing bases? You got any any contact hitters? You got any big three, four, five guys that drive in runs? What what do you got for the offense? Yeah, so Aiden North, our catcher, he's been in the leadoff spot this year. He's he's one of our faster guys, gets on base a lot. Um, my other hot guys here lately, like I said, has been Wyatt Grubb, uh, Jared Parks, and Caleb Court's done a little bit as well. A little hot stick here and there. So we, we're there. We just got some guys that uh, are still learning and – we got some guys that are still trying to, to produce some things here. So we're, we're slowly getting there, but we're going to get there. All right. Well, let's talk about, uh, let, let's talk ab uh, about those three wins, you know, yeah. I want to talk about the, 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 what was it when the team was playing good, when they're playing like they're capable of playing, what does it look like? And uh, uh, let's go over the, those three times when you guys did put it together and came out on top. You bet. So obviously, in those three wins, we played flawless baseball. Uh, made the routine plays, done the little things that that it takes to win a ball game, and had some timely hits. And when we do that, we're in every ball game. Uh, so if we can continue to do that, we're going to win a lot of ball games. But when we've been on the other end of it, you know, we've made some mistakes late in the game and. And we just can't come back from that sometimes. So, and then we've had episodes where we've had multiple errors in a game, and those games kind of get out of hand with us as well. You know, uh, multiple coaches have told me he says he says we'll play five great innings and one crappy one. Yeah. You know, and uh, uh, everything everything goes to heck on us uh, in that one inning, uh, and you just don't know why. You know, sometimes a guy gets a hit, and then everybody gets a hit. And sometimes a guy makes an error, and everybody makes an error. I don't know. Yeah, it uh, seems to be contagious. Sometimes it's definitely contagious. That's well, uh, uh, tell me, uh, was there a kind of any of is there any a thread through any of those wins? Was there the same guy started those games? Was the same guy finishing those games, or was it just we just all of a sudden played good? 
we just played good. Uh, we've had different guys on the mound at that, those times. Um, made the routine plays. Like I said, what we, we're trying to break everything down is, you know, inning by inning and try to win win the ball game that way. So we tell each other if we win this inning, you know, eventually if we win enough of those innings, we're going to win the ball game. So that, that's how we're breaking it down right now. And sometimes, like you said, you know, you can win five five innings and you lost two of them, but those two innings might cost you in the end. So Yeah, well, it, uh, all everything costs you that you do wrong. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, let's see. Uh, tell me about a game or two, maybe that you didn't win, but your team played better than you expected. Oh yeah. So we played Norwalk here. I think it was a week and a half or so ago. First game it was a really good game. Um, we come out on the short end of it, but you know I was impressed how we 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 answered back with some innings, with some runs on on some innings that, that they had scored. So we had that fight there. We just got to really mentally get to it and, and get after it. Yeah, it was, uh, well, uh, tell us, uh, tell me a few times uh, here before the season's over where you'd have a game, uh, a home game or something close to uh, where I live here in Southeast Iowa. Well, actually we'll be down and we'll be over in Washington Tuesday. Oh, really? You'll be in Washington Tuesday, huh? Yeah. So. Uh, what, is that a double header or a single game? It's a JV varsity Tuesday over there. Okay. Uh, so the, this coming week we play every night. So, you know, we play Monday, Indianola at home. Then we go to Washington on Tuesday. Then we travel to DCG on Wednesday for a varsity doubleheader. And then we play Centerville, I guess, Thursday at home. And I believe we go back to Norwalk on Friday. All right. Well, I might, uh, that Thursday game, uh, I don't have plans for that night. I may, uh, I may show up and, uh, you bet. That'd be great. Check that out. Well, uh, Coach, is there anything we that we didn't get to talk about? Is there any other way to follow the team? You know, is there any uh, radio stations or streaming? Yeah, we, you bet. We got KBOE that follows us. Um, we got uh, Jamie Brockman. I think he's on KIIC. He also does some games as well. Um, we have uh, Booster Club that posts some stuff here and there as, as well. So, you get a chance, come on out and have, give us a look. We're a good team. We just got to get put some things together. All right. Well, uh, the Oskaloosa Indians are sponsored by Home Plate Sports Cards there in Oskaloosa, Iowa, as they proudly support the high school sports in the area. Well, Coach, thanks for being with us. Hey, I appreciate it. We are heading to Washington, Iowa, to talk about some demon baseball with Coach Roush. Welcome to the program, Coach. Hey, how's it going? It's going great. I'm hearing nothing but good things about your team. Uh, you're you're exceeding expectations. Let's say that. Uh, uh, how how was last week? Let's just go over the game, starting with whatever the first game you played this last week. Um, the first game. Uh, we played Monday night. We played a doubleheader uh, down in Fort Madison, um, and we were uh, down by a, down by two runs going into the last inning, um, and had some great at bats from uh, Luke Bean Blossom, Kale Williams, and uh, Ethan Patterson uh, to tie the the game, and then a great at bat by um, Caleb Zaglowski to to put us ahead. Um, that go ahead run, uh, there in the top of the seventh. Um, and we did all that with two outs. 
um, and then um, ended up coming in, and Luke Bean Blossom was on the mound and um, shut shut it down in the bottom half, and we walked out of there with a dub. Um, then that second game, we jumped out to a five to one lead. Um, they they hit uh, our starter pitching or our starting pitching uh, Connor Lydon pretty good. Um, but he still pitched well enough to keep us in the game. Um, and then they ended up pulling away late in the game. Um, and we just couldn't get our bats going again. Um, and, uh, I believe we lost that game seven, to, or nine to five. Um, and that, that's kind of how the week started, um, split in conference. We were feeling good going into our, our Thursday night game. Um, and then we, our, our bats were just silent Thursday night. Um, uh, when Fort Madison came to town, we had an opportunity to take two or three, um, which would have been a great start in the conference. Um, instead we, we dropped, um, that one Thursday night to, to Fort Madison. Um, and then, uh, we played a, a tough game last or uh, Friday night, um, against West branch, um, were ahead pretty much the entire time um, and lost with a, and a walk-off uh, base hit, uh, infield base hit um, to West Branch in the bottom of the seventh there to lose 10-9. to nine. Well, That's well, kind of how our weekend went. Well, our a week little, went. little bitter pill to swallow at the end of the week, wasn't it? Yep, yep. Well, let's, let's just go over the performers, though. Uh, what pitchers did you feel like performed well this week and maybe – Let's talk about some of those guys that did get some hits this week. Yeah, you know, um, we, we swung the bat a lot better. Um, outside of Thursday night, we swung the bat pretty good all week, um, uh, which was awesome to see. You know, uh, Caleb Zaglowski is our, our four hitter and our catcher. Um, he's, he's seen the ball pretty well. He's hitting it pretty good. Um, and then Ethan Patterson, our starting shortstop, you know, he, he's hitting the ball as well. Um, kind of a rough start to his season, but he's got it kind of figured out right now. Um, and then off the mound, you know, Isaac Vetter, senior, throwing really, really well for us. Uh, Connor Lydon, sophomore, throwing really well. Um, Lucas Zaz also is throwing pretty well. We're trying to see if uh, Noah Griner can come back off of his um, – uh, thumb injury. Um, he uh, started the game on on uh, Friday night against West Branch, um, and it just he looked rusty. Um, but um, he ended up making it through one inning, um, and then uh, we went to our bullpen after that. But uh, the the plus side from that was that he, he says his thumb was good, so that just means that he's just rusty, and we need to. Just get him some more reps. So, um, yeah, that's kind of that, that's kind of our uh, our team highlights right now. You know, we're we're pitching the ball pretty well. Um, we still need to work on our fielding, but our hitting's starting to come alive. Um, and you know, it, we're about we're approaching that halfway point in the season. Um, so that that's exciting that we're still moving in the right, in the right direction. Well. Uh... Where, what's your record in the conference so far? Uh, conference is three and three. So you're right there battling in the middle. Uh, well, we we talked at the team at the beginning of the year, you know, and we were hoping for a little better offensive output than, than you got last year. 
and that does seem to be the case. What's going on with the bats, and who's swinging the bats well? Um, yeah, you know, I kind of touched on that um, with Caleb Zaglowski. Um, uh, he's kind of been our main, like, RBI leader. Um, you know, Luke Bean Blossom's our leadoff guy. We're still – we're looking for a, a two-hole guy right now that um, can hit consistently. The guys that we're putting there, we feel like um, they swing the bat really, really well. Um, they they allow us to do a lot of things with bunting and, and hit and runs and, and whatnot when uh, Bean Blossom gets on base. Um, but we just have not seen the quite – as much as production as we want to see out of that two hole um you know the the bottom of our lineup has has really been awesome um been really lights out you know all all season so far they're the guys that are stepping in the box doing their jobs getting it back up to the the top of the lineup um which is awesome to see um and and it's great for when we when we get that top half in that middle section of our lineup going um you know, then then we got all the pieces and and we can roll from there. Yeah, it's a uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, well, uh, let's talk about this week that you're playing. Who? What do you got on the schedule for this week? Uh, we open up with Fort or sorry Fairfield uh, tomorrow down in Fairfield. Uh, double header, five thirty start, um, five thirty and seven thirty tomorrow, um, and then we come back to Washington. Uh, the next night, Tuesday night, um, play a JV varsity game um, against Oski. Um, and then we finish the week up with uh, Fairfield again on Thursday at home, our JV varsity game. All right. What do you got for uh, who's pitching this week? Yeah, you know, we got everybody's back. Um, so, you know, we, we have our, our main starters, um, Isaac Vetter, Connor Lydon, um, James Strabela, Luke Bean Blossom, uh, Mason Morgan, um, uh, Lucas Zaz, Noah Griner. Um, you know, it, it, uh, we we have everybody. Uh, well, Chase Griner as well. Yeah, you know, we got everybody. Well, uh, um, you got four games, so you probably need uh, close to everybody uh, at mm-hmm. some point in the week. Well, right. Coach, uh, how can we follow your team through Facebook, through social media, through the uh, – radio station what, what what's what are the opportunities to follow the washington demons yeah um our our twitter account um is demon baseball underscore um that's our main source of uh way to follow us but also um kcii radio um they they do a lot of our games they've done a number of our games already this year um i believe they're doing our um tuesday night game um against oski um so uh yeah um kcii is our our live um source well coach is there anything we didn't get to talk about that you want to talk about nope all right well thanks for being with us and thanks for keeping our listeners up on demon baseball yeah absolutely thank you we are going all the way down to st louis as uh we're talking to Wilton Beavers coach Serrano, whose team actually has played on uh, at uh, is it still called Bush Stadium or? Yep. Well, there you're out there in Bush Stadium. You're playing on the same field with the Cardinals. Uh, uh, play. Uh, did you play before the game? After the game? Was it a bad news bear situation or what was all going on with that? 
Oh, it was a, it was just an outstanding experience for our guys. Uh, the Cardinals played the Reds at one fifteen. So it was Albert Albert Pujols jersey day. So all the guys got Albert Pujols jerseys. So that did, was. Did you get bad. to see Ella De, De La Cruz play? Yep, we got to see him play. Whoa. He scored a run. So it was a it was a good day. The Cardinals uh, lost eight to four to the to the uh, Reds, but uh, then we had a, about an hour afterwards, and we started playing at. Uh, I think our start time was six oh five, and we got two and a half hours or nine innings on the field. So we actually got all nine innings in. They said that doesn't happen very often, but we were fortunate and got to play nine innings and, uh, and in a three, three tie with Williamsburg. So it was, uh, you know, we, we gave up three in the first and then we put up uh, eight innings of zeros. So it was, a, it was a good day for our guys. I bet it was a good day. Uh, did you get to meet any of the players or staff or, or, or uh, anyone connected with the team ever, uh, uh, spending time with you? Or? Uh, we, we, uh, no, we didn't get to meet the players, but we had, a, they had like a, a Christian day in between game between our game and the Cardinals game. And uh, Spezio talked and Wainwright talked and Edmund talked in, in between there. And that was, that was kind of a cool experience for the guys to listen to that. And, uh, and then we got to warm up and uh, you're ready to go. Well, uh, when the guys walked out on the onto the on out on Bush Stadium out on the field, was there was there cleats touching the ground or what? I mean, I mean, it had to be the most magical experience. What did that feel like? What did it feel like for you to look out there? And what did it feel like for these young men to trot out on the field like? I think you know. Obviously, they're they're kind of in awe, you know. And you you just watch a game there with all those guys playing out on it, and then you you walk out in that same field, and it's huge compared to what you're used to. You just look up, and it's you're surrounded by you know bleachers everywhere, and it's just it, the field looks huge, and you know you're, you're kind of in awe for a little bit, and then you get warmed up and you get going, and then then it's baseball. But you know, it's it's just an awesome experience for those guys to get that. You know what the Cardinals do for that, and let us have that opportunity. They run the video board the whole game, so there's replays the whole game, and there's close-ups of the guys. And you know, it's just it's just you know, pretty magical experience for these guys to get to do that. Well, so what what all was involved in in, in this trip? You know, uh, I understand you kind of went down a little early. Did you get to see the game before or? Uh... Um. They, we went down Friday. Most of them were down there Friday. They went with their parents down. So uh, most of them went down Friday night, and we had a day at, or we went, went to Dave and Buster's, took the guys out to dinner at Dave and Buster's, let them play uh, video games and hang out and bond a little bit, have some fun. And then uh, uh, the coaches, myself, and uh, uh, Coach Hetzler, our AD, we took all the equipment over bright and early. Uh, Saturday morning to get it checked through the, the bomb dogs and make sure there's nothing in the bags. And then uh, you know, went and walked around the field a little bit, uh, watched some batting practice of the Reds, and then uh, went and watched the, the game from our seats that we sold. And and then once it ended, we, we went down and met with the guy in charge and we got dressed and ready to play. And then once the, the little ceremony in between games got done, we got to warm up, sent guys into the bullpen and – and the game started. But so. what was the, have you talked to some of the parents, uh, some of the fans that drove down, got to see this? What was their experience like? Uh, I mean, 
it was pretty exciting for the parents, you know, to get to see their kid play on, on Bush Stadium. And myself as well with my son getting to play. You know, uh, he's we've done it twice before. We got rained out the, the second time we did it. So the very first year, he, he was our bat boy. So it was kind of special for him to go from bat boy to actually getting to go out and catch and, and play in that field. I think, you know, it was pretty magical for him as well. He was pretty excited all night. And then I'm just talking to parents, you know, they're, they're very thankful and grateful for that opportunity for their kids to, you know, to get to be out there. A lot of pictures were taken, you know, either of the Jumbotron, getting to see their kid on there or, or just, you know, during the game, those kind of things. It's just, you know, pretty, pretty neat experience for, for everyone involved. And, you know, we got all 41 guys in the game, uh, either in defense or at bats or both for many of them. So it was, you know, I spent a lot of time coming up with innings of lineups, but we got them all in. And I think that, that, you know, that makes the trip even more special that we got everybody in eighth grade through seniors. So all got to all got to play at Bush stadium, either offense, defense, or both. And I thought that was pretty exciting. Well, they were correct in thinking that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, so I can understand the giving up the three runs in the first inning. It's it's hard to play when your stomach's uh, somewhere embedded into your forehead. Uh, but uh, after they got the jitters down, uh, um, when did they really kind of start to feel comfortable on this field and start playing Wilton Beavers baseball? Well, yeah, we gave up three in the first, and then uh, we we had a Owen Hassel singled in the – in the top of the first, and uh, Kate Serrata had an RBI to score him. So that was 3-1. to one. The second inning, Case uh, and Reed had a single, and he scored on a, a Drew Key single to, to make it 3-2. Uh, to two. And then in the bottom of the ninth, our, our fresh soft guys, uh, Gunnar Edwards, uh, got a, a fielder's choice, which scored a uh, uh, Thatcher from uh, – he was on second. He scored on the fielder's choice to, to tie it up and give our guys, you know, a 3-3 game. Uh, you know, dugout was pretty excited at that point to score in the bottom of the ninth there to tie it up. And, you know, you walk away from this, you know, great experience getting everybody in and then tying, you know, as everybody comes out on top. Us and Williamsburg, it was, you know, good for everybody. So a lot of, a lot of, a lot of good feelings walking away from that one that, uh, you know, you got – Everybody got a chance. Everybody got to play. A lot of guys contributed. We threw about a pitcher every inning. So we had nine guys get a chance to throw up from Bush Stadium. So it was pretty cool. Man, it, it uh, was an opportunity of a lifetime. Kudos to you for getting all the kids in. Uh, uh, but you and me, got we got we got to uh, 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 help me solve uh, uh, something here. And I, I'm looking for the Clara Hand trucking drive of the game. And I don't know... You know, it could be your team, could be Williamsburg team, it could be the the guy that hit the ball the furthest, it could be the most timely hit. But uh, who would you say would be the clear hand trucking drive of the game here? Um, boy, oh boy, uh, <laughs> I'd have to say probably uh, Drew Keith getting that uh, two out hit in the second inning there to get us uh, get us back in, into it three to two. You know, that's a big hit for him. Uh, he's kind of struggled at the plate this year. He's been coming out of it here lately and, you know, get that big hit there at Bush Stadium. I think that's going to maybe propel him to a big second half of the season for us here. So I would say Drew Keith. Well, uh, did you – well, let's, uh, uh, that isn't the only game you, you played this week, and I, I don't want to forget about the other game that you played. Uh, uh, can you uh, tell us about the other games you played this week? Yeah, we had, we had a three-game series with Mid Prairie. Um, 
played two really close ones with them. Um, and then, you know, kind of got away from us in the late innings. But, uh, you know, Kane Willie pitched a really good game for us um, on Monday and uh, kind of um, – I think it was three to nothing into the fifth inning and the sixth inning, they end up scoring four or five runs. Um, and they kind of, I think they end up beating us uh, seven to one or eight to one. And then once again, we played them pretty well on, on Thursday as well. It was a close game, I think, but they scored a couple of runs late again. Um, and we lost eight to two to them. They're obviously number one team in the state for a reason. They hit the ball really well, um, but I was very proud with how our guys competed against them. And, you know, we played quite hard for our, the young team that we have. Um, had some good hitting. Our guys putting the ball in play. We didn't strike out a bunch. We just, you know, we put the ball in play, but we just couldn't find holes all the time. So, you know. You know uh, uh, Round Guy Radio was uh, uh, there for the game with Mid-Prairie, and uh, I got a, a lot of great help from Mike Castle. Uh, was my, was my, uh, uh, he was the Robin to my Batman that night. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I thought you – Look, man, you're playing the number one team in the state. You you matched up pretty well with them. You were in the game until the sixth inning. Uh, oh, you you made a, a you you not you know if you just cut the errors that you made in half, and then you yeah. really have a ball game on your hands. Uh, but the outfield played really magnificently for you. Yeah, and uh, uh, we, uh, yeah, we played played pretty well defensively, and you know, like you said, a couple of miscues here or there led to a few runs for them, and then. Uh, you know, I thought, you know, we put the ball in play, had opportunities there. It was, it was like three to nothing or three to one there. And we had, uh, we had bases loaded. If we could have got to hit that inning. Maybe it's four to one, bases loaded. We got a hit there. That could have really, you know, made it four to three going into the sixth inning. That could have changed a lot of things for us there. We just didn't, ball didn't land for us at a bat. But um, overall, I'm happy with how we're playing right now as we enter the second half of the season. And hopefully, you know, that will lead to some, some more wins for us down the road. We've had a tough, tough schedule to start the season. Played, I think, six ranked teams and many of them multiple times in our three-game series. So, you know, with Regina's ranked and and Mid Prairie's ranked, West Liberty was ranked. So, uh, you know, Sigourney's in the top ten and one A. So, a lot of good teams we've played along the way, and hopefully, the second half will be kind to us and we can, you know, come out on top in a lot of games. Well. Uh... It's hard to get a hit against uh, Mid Prairie, isn't it? I mean, they do everything great. No matter where you hit the ball, they they just they don't take bad reads. They they do everything right. They get take, they get all the easy stuff. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, but you guys hit the ball pretty good. I thought that night. Yeah, yeah, but I'm happy with how we hit the ball. And like you said, Mid Prairie is a very fundamentally sound team. They you know they're they're not going to give you runs. You got to earn them, and um, they they did a great job. Obviously, defensively, that's why they're up in the top teams in the state in two A. And you know, hopefully, we don't have to see them again in the postseason. Hopefully, they go a different direction. That'd be that'd be great. So, well, uh, what do you got uh, for uh, games next week? Well, this is actually our conference bye week, so coming off the weekend games in, in the St. Louis, it's perfect because we we don't play till Tuesday. We play at Albertette, JB Varsity Tuesday. At Davenport North, JV Varsity Wednesday, and then at Louisa Muscatine Friday for JV Varsity. So it's kind of a light week for us. The pitchers get a chance to rest up a little bit and then, uh, you know, head to the final two weeks of the conference season for us after that. So hopefully, you know, we can come out with the top few games this week and, you know, everybody get rested up and, and play well and, and continue on our 
last part of the season here. Well, two or three wins this week would really uh, set you up really nice uh, for this stretch down the, down the end of, uh, of the season, won't it? Yeah, I mean, I, if, if hopefully we can propel ourselves from you know playing very well on Saturday. That excitement of that game, hopefully that can continue over you know this week and pick up two, three wins, and then uh, you know propel us to the, the last two weeks of the conference season for us. And you know we can you know finish strong heading into the tournament. That's that's obviously when you want to be playing your best baseball is when the, the tournament starts, and hopefully that's you know the second half of the season that will be what we do. Well, you got to uh, you got to play. <laughs> At Bush Stadium, uh, congratulations, Coach. I just, I just don't, uh, I just don't have the words to describe what that must have felt like. I can only imagine, but uh, only you really know, huh? Yeah, it was, it was definitely, definitely, a, you know, memories for a lifetime there for these guys, and you know, something that they'll look back on and, and you know, twenty years and say, you know, remember that time we, we we played at Bush Stadium? So, you know, that's just one of those magical things. You know, the weather couldn't have been any better. We got to play. You know, the lights were on at Bush Stadium, so it was, it was, it was awesome. And then the, you know, the jumbotron, just going with the, you know, all the close-ups. Every play was replayed on the jumbotron, so you got to see, you know, a guy makes a play in the field. You got to watch it up on the board. So it was, it was awesome. So you know, the Cardinals do a great job with that. They're one of the very few teams in Major League Baseball that offer it, and you know, you got to sell tickets for it. But man, is it worth it to get out there and and have that opportunity for your kids? It's something that they, you know, they're going to remember their whole lives. Well, what was the freshman's name that drove in that run in the ninth inning? Uh, Gunner Edwards. Well, you tell Gunner Edwards, he's the round guy radio player of the game. Uh, <laughs> All right. Uh, coming through in the clutch like that, man. That's what we like over here at Round Guy Radio. Yeah, that's All right, good. well, Coach, anything else before I let you go? Nope, just appreciate it. Thank you very much. Well, thanks for being with us. We are heading to Mount Pleasant, Iowa, to talk to Southeast Iowa Union's uh, Andy Crutzinger. Welcome to the program, Andy. Thanks for having me. Well, uh, you cover a lot of teams, and we haven't had a chance to catch up with you in the baseball season uh, because you were finishing up with the track and the, and the soccer and all that, and the golf and the tennis. And uh, But uh, you have had a crash course over the last at least two weeks into baseball and softball and uh Look, can you let our listeners know who you've been covering and what games you've been seeing and uh, uh, what are you liking about the, the matchups that you've been seeing? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so first off, let's see how, how many teams I've seen. I've seen Mount Pleasant, Fairfield, and Washington all in SCC play. Um, well, here, I'm just going to look at every conference here. I've seen Burlington. I've, have I seen Fort Madison? I think Fort Madison is the only Southeast Conference team I have not seen yet. Um, I've saw a few uh, Super Conference teams. Um, I've saw a few North teams um, uh, win through Mount Union, Columbus, and um, let's see who else have I seen up there. Hunter went up and saw and saw Kyoto and uh, New London, so I haven't seen either of those two uh, uh, teams yet. But I've, I've seen about half of our our teams that we physically, or I've seen about half of our teams physically uh, that we cover here, the 15 that we cover here. Um, and then a few more. So uh, I've been pretty busy. It's not, not a lot of nights off in baseball season, but uh, a lot of single games. So uh, you show up, and it's the fourth inning before you know it, and it's uh, almost time to go home. So Well, I think I've seen 15 teams so far. Uh, I've been out uh, uh, four nights a week, except for that one with Memorial Day week. We only got three games in. But uh, Yeah. Uh, I've, been, I've been around, but I think uh, you may have some of the holes that I have not been getting into uh, covered. 
Well, Let's maybe just go I do. Over the teams that your paper covers one at a time here. Yeah, well, for sure. Well, we'll start. I'll, I'll just start out um, with the the obvious ones that have been doing. Uh, very good. Um, although they've had a tough uh, week here, Mid Prairie still number one. Uh, at least until they come out these new rankings in Class One A, they took a tough loss to uh, um, Notre Dame the other day, nine to four. Um, so we'll see if that that how much that drops them. But but uh, Mid Prairie has been the class of our um, coverage area so far, uh, even without Carson Grout. Um, being able to pitch this year so far. Um, they've pretty much shut down any team in their conference. They're in the, the tops of the River Valley at 8-0. Um, they're 12-5 and overall, and as I said, they're number one. So uh, as, for now, they're number one, and so they're uh, lined up pretty good for the postseason here. Um, and jumping over to the SEC, um, I've seen, uh, um, as I said, uh, right now, Burlington is, is the class of the SEC. That's not one of the teams that we cover. We cover uh, Mount Pleasant, Washington, and Fairfield. So right now the Panthers are 6-6, uh, six and six, but 4-2 and two in conference. That's Mount Pleasant for anyone who doesn't know which one Mount Pleasant is. Uh, Washington is 3-8, and eight, uh, overall 3-3 three and three in the conference, and then Fairfield is 6-11 and 2-4 and four in the conference. So um, right now uh, the SEC seems to be a uh, Burlington's to lose, and Burlington hosts – uh, Mount Pleasant uh, on Monday. In fact, so Mount Pleasant and Burlington will play three games this uh, week, which is uh, currently the two top teams standing standings-wise in the conference. Um, right now, it seems like Burlington's got a little gap on everybody, and then Mount Pleasant, Fort Madison, Washington, and Fairfield are all pretty darn close. And I've seen Keokuk. Keokuk is very, very young, um, and they're 0-6 right now. They're the only team that that's really seems out of it as far as uh, the conference race is concerned. Um, Let's see, uh, you know, Kyoto's been a little up and down, Cardinal's been a little up and down, um, and then uh, in the south, uh, Van Buren County has been our um, our blow-up team. Actually, I would say that we've got two, two teams that have kind of blown up here, Van Buren County and uh, Hillcrest Academy, so I'll start with Van Buren. Um, they're 13-1 they're and one right now, 6-0 and oh in the conference, and their only loss was uh, earlier against Fort Madison. It was uh, on May the 24th, which means they've... Uh, won a bunch in a row since then they've beaten mount pleasant they've beaten fairfield they've beaten west burlington they've beaten uh mediapolis uh new london uh, uh in fact they've beaten hillcrest which was um an undefeated team until they played hillcrest so and then hillcrest academy on their own side they are nine and one overall at six no the conference um so those are our two uh, conference leaders right now for the paper those are our three conference leaders right now for the paper with um mid prairie hillcrest academy and um and Van Buren County, so those are the kind of the teams that are sticking out. Um, and uh, but other than that, I've I've um, got to see uh, Winfield at Union Columbus has is four and six right now, they're four and three in the Super Conference North. That's uh, their best mark in a long time. Um, you know, Winfield and Columbus came together a few years ago, and uh, they had both been really struggling um, to get wins. And so the Winfield Columbus game used to be kind of a big game because it was like, who's going to get a win? Uh, but flash forward to now and they're, um, right there, uh, tied for second in the North. And, um, they've got a lot of good athletes, as, as you know, from watching Columbus and Winfield, um, play in other sports this year. And so they got to show off that a little bit, which has been, been kind of nice. So I got to go see them, uh, score a walk-off win over Lone Tree the other day. And in fact, they've had two walk-off mm. wins um this year so, so where, where's their home games at winfield so and they, they were winfield yeah they, it's kind of the opposite of the wrestling because you know columbus and winfield do wrestling together but they wrestle in columbus normally and they have and they're called the wildcats and they wear columbus colors but in baseball they they play in winfield and they have winfield colors 
and they um, are called the Wolves. So, um, but there's, I mean, um, it's a pretty good mix of uh, when. Oh, I, 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 that that's intriguing. Those two schools uh, uh, between them, they ought to, ought to have a pretty, and they're second in the. And they're second in the north side? They're tied. So Highland, um, another team we cover, uh, Loiza, Muscatine, and Winfield are all tied four, uh, at four and three. And then Pekin is just off at four and four. Um, and they're all chasing uh, Hillcrest, who has not lost yet. They're six and zero. Oh. So Hillcrest has got a stranglehold on it now because they're three games above everybody because everybody keeps beating each other. And Hillcrest is the only team that hasn't uh, hasn't stumbled in the north. So um, And then those, those three teams behind them are kind of fighting for second right now. It's just a great. It's, I don't care where you go. It's a great night to see a game. Uh, the weather's been great. Uh, yes. Uh, it's just been been super pleasant, and the ball games are so competitive. No. Uh, uh, as we crest the, the the halfway point and start start heading down the stretch here, um, uh, I cannot believe the difference in play uh, between say the first week of the season and now. Uh, everybody's yeah. really stepping the games up, aren't they? Yeah, well, that's something you see a lot in baseball and softball. Is at the beginning of the year, they've, they've most of the teams haven't practiced all together because of spring sports, uh, and they haven't practiced very much together. So you see a ton of errors and a ton of walks and a ton of bad swings, and you see the quality of game pick up, uh, you know, throughout the year. And I've seen some uh, some really good games. I saw Burlington and Fairfield. Um, the other night, Fair, that was the closest that Burlington has been to losing in the conference. Um, uh, they ended up beating Fairfield uh, seven to five, but that was some pretty high quality baseball. Uh, Mount Pl- I've seen Mount Pleasant and Washington really go at it three times in three very close games. Washington won the two that were in Washington, and then Mount Pleasant won uh, the game in Mount Pleasant. Uh, that was actually a little earlier, so that was, uh, but but not a lot of sloppy play so far. Um, from our teams, so that's uh, always good to see. And um, and then the small schools, you know, it's going to be interesting. There, there haven't been a lot of blowouts, not not only that I haven't been at, but I haven't seen a lot of blowouts even in our roundups. Um, so that probably tells you that when we get to uh, the postseason that you're probably going to see some pretty close games too. And, um, you know, like in, in previous years, like New London in Class 1A was so good, it was like it was going to – you're going to have to play perfect to beat them. Uh, last year, the year before, this year um, in one A, uh, it seems a little more even. Seems seems like anybody can win. Yeah, it's um, a pretty pretty even match games out yeah. there. Anybody could win on any night uh, with the right pitcher in the right circumstances yeah. and the other other teams' uh, uh, pitcher availability and and you know freak air here and there. But uh, the good teams are the ones that play the best defense. That's for certain. Yeah, absolutely. That's that is what the, the thing that separates the the good teams from the, the teams who struggle is is defense and errors and, and I mean if you have a pitcher that can throw strikes and your defense can stop the ball, uh, then you're going to be a pretty good team uh, no matter no matter what because you don't you don't even have to have a guy that throws heat or that throws a lot of good jump balls or whatever you just have to play pretty good baseball uh, and the hits will fall in where they will but because it's a high a pretty high scoring game in high school baseball um, it really the difference is the teams that know how to field the ball, and that's that's kind of how it always has been in high school baseball. Yeah, it's uh, it's something else anymore. But uh, I just can't tell you how much I'm enjoying covering the baseball this season. Well, uh, is that pretty much the report of all the teams that you cover? Yeah, pretty much. I was going to see. Um, I, I said that um, Hillcrest and um, Van Buren and Mid Prairie were winning their conferences. Um, I was just saying Mount Pleasant second in theirs. Kyoto is still alive. Um, well, they're four back because Linville Sully is so good in this in the South Iowa Cedar League, but they're uh, they're up to four and four. 
um, won, a, won a few games in a row. And then um, what, what else? What else team did I want to check out there? Oh, and then Cardinal. I want to check on Cardinals. Um, standings because Kyoto Cardinal and Mid Prairie are the three teams that we cover that are outside of the main conferences, the SEC and the Super Conference. So Cardinal right now sitting, uh, um, they've had a, a really rough last uh, handful of games. They're sitting at uh, five and nine overall, and three and seven in the conference. So they're um, they need some big things to happen to climb up uh, in their uh, first season in the South Central Conference, which is getting taking a little getting used to. Um, the Cardinal has not been playing a lot of the Super Conference teams. Well. Uh... There's a, a couple teams that I haven't been able to see yet that I'm dying to see. And right at the top of that list is Van Buren. Uh, yeah. Uh, tell me about them. Uh, do you know an opportunity when I can see them, uh, when they're maybe going to be at Pekin or or home game they've got or something where I could come down and uh, uh, check them out? Yeah, well, first off, you know, we kind of knew that Van Buren was going to be <clears throat> pretty good coming into this year. They um, had a lot back, and last year during the tournament, they had a big run, and they kind of showed their potential. They ended up losing to Mid Prairie. Um, they just beat uh, Notre Dame, um, so yeah, I just told you. Uh, yeah, a ranked team, and also the a team that they're battling in the conference with. Um, they scored two in the seventh to beat them six to four uh, the other night. Um, so Van Buren's thirteen and one. Um, real quick, I'll, I'll tell you when they're playing this week because they're playing um, Liza Muscatine tomorrow at home. Um, and then they're at West Burlington on uh, Tuesday. That might be a game that the Union is at. And then they're also at Highland on Wednesday, and uh, you know, which I think will be a pretty good matchup. Uh, and then um, on Thursday, Central Lee, and at Danville on Friday. So plenty of opportunities, actually, to see Van Buren because they play five days in a row, and they're all uh, kind of around our area. Yeah, well, uh, I uh, – uh... So Monday night down there uh, in Van Buren, at Kiyosaka, is that where they play? Yep, yep. They play at uh, Mildred and – they they play any games at Van Buren anymore? No. They play all of them at Mildred and Eddie uh, Ferguson Sports Complex, which is actually kind of before you get into town. It's a little bit north of Van Buren. I guess it's before you get into town if you're coming from the north, which I am. But um, it's a really cool little uh, – they have a baseball softball field uh, that they set up there. Um, what was it, man, three or four years ago, maybe, maybe even not that long. It is a very, very new, uh, complex up there. That's pretty, or down there that, uh, that's pretty cool. But, um, we might go see him. I'll have to check the rest of the schedule. We might go see him play at West Burlington. I think that would be a pretty interesting matchup. Um, because that's a, a road game and West Burlington definitely has uh, some chops. And so, uh, it'd be fun to see him uh, play a conference game, a, a South division game. So I don't know when we're going to hit him, but, uh, we're going to hit him soon. That's for sure. Yeah, they're they're, uh, they're they're getting my attention. Uh, well, uh, Mid Prairie, uh, I've seen them play a couple times. Uh, they they tend to have flawless defense. Uh, yeah, they don't really have any. They're not weak in any aspect of the game. They they can bun if they need to. They you know they execute everything they do. Uh, they can turn double plays. The outfield can go out and get them. The, the catcher can uh, uh, handle uh, all the runners. It, um, they're pretty fantastic, aren't they? Yeah, they are, and they're even more so when you consider that um, uh, Carson Grout, their their junior, uh, should be ace, but that has gotten uh, a little bit hurt the last couple of years, and he's um, um, committed to Iowa, and he hasn't been able to pitch this year. And he's been able to play. In fact, he's batting four twenty nine, uh, and he's uh, got twelve RBIs already. So he he's been killing it at the plate. Um, but all the rest of the pitchers have really um, worked out for them. You know, you see a lot of their games being low scoring because of the pitching and defense. Um, Colin Miller, who was uh, kind of turned into their ace a little bit last year um, for the tournament run um, when Grout went out, 
Um, they've got uh, Brock Harland has only uh, um, given up what uh, one earned run all all season. Um, in three starts, Miller's had five starts, and then Alex Bean and Dylan uh, Henry have gotten four and, and three uh, starts apiece. And those are all kids that pitched big innings last year. So um, that's a big thing is that they have all the, a lot of the arms back. And just the lineup is very similar to last year. Um, Grout hitting 429, uh, Bean hitting 367, uh, and then uh, Brady Weber and Joe Hall both uh, are over 300 as well. So they have uh, good hitting down the lineup. They have really good everything, and you know they play a pretty tough schedule. As I said, they they just lost to Notre Dame, and they lost at Cedar Falls, um, and then they lost at Solon, which are three really good teams. But that's three of the last four games, so they'll probably get knocked out of that number one spot in two A uh, for a while, and then they don't have they don't have any easy games coming up because they got at, they got a three game series against Regina here coming up. Uh, they will play at Fairfield um, on the twentieth, which is nine days away. It's funny because you look. And they play at Washington at the end of the year, um, so uh, so yeah, there uh, a couple different uh, opportunities to watch those guys. I think we'll end up seeing them. Um, they played Notre Dame at North Scott, or, or we might have ran over. Um, I don't know when we'll see them. We'll definitely see them when they're at Fairfield, not Washington. But I want to see them one other time before the postseason. So um, so that's obviously I, I would say that they're the odds on. If you're going to pick a team, bet your house on one of our teams to go to state, it would definitely be Mid Prairie. Well, it'd be Mid Prairie or Van Buren who might be playing against each other. So, well, Mid, what, what do you think? Have you been to the stadium yet and seen all the new amenities and everything that's uh, uh, all this renovation that they did over there? Um, the renovation between this season and last season. Yeah, I have not actually covered a game there since last oh, season. Oh my gosh, you got to get out there, ride your yeah. bicycle if you have to, because uh, it, they did a half a million dollars worth of uh, uh, renovations. There's new parking. There's new uh, concession stand. There's a new press oh, box. Nice. Oh, the a, new parking will be good. New, new, uh, new dugouts, redone the whole field. Oh my God, it's the most awesome place to see a game there is. Yeah, well, I, it was definitely one of my favorite fields before that, especially as a someone who takes pictures because you can stand on the hill. They didn't, they didn't update the fences, did they? Uh, well, they put in a great big screen, like. Better than most minor league ballparks, Scott. Oh, really? Back, behind. behind the so that nobody gets hit with the foul balls or nothing. Yeah, that yeah. that makes sense because that those are. They got dangerous. like Adirondack chairs all around the press box for I think for the donors and stuff that, that they can just nice. sit there in the shade and watch the games. Uh, it's it's just nothing short of first class all the way. Yeah, that is that is really cool. Um, you know what? I kind of wish that Mid Prairie would play Hillcrest this year. That'd be such a fun game to go up and watch. Well, what about uh, let's let's talk about uh, before I let you go. I want to talk about this Winfield Columbus combination team. Yeah. And tell me about maybe some opportunities I can get over and see them play. Yeah, let me see where I where do I have uh, Winfield over here. Click 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 around. Adam just brought up. They will play. Uh, they play at Danville on Monday, and then they host Wapolo on. Tuesday, um, and then at Highland on Friday. So they've got three games, um, and then they will host Hillcrest Academy in nine days. In fact, they got Hillcrest and Van Buren on back-to-back days, so those are really two tough ones for them. Well, you say um, they're home Tuesday against Wobbolo? Tuesday against Wobbolo, yep. Well, that should might, be a pretty that good might one. Be, that, that might be doable for me. Yeah. That might be well, a target for me to hit. Uh, you know, I they go had, to Van Buren Monday and get up there Tuesday. I might uh, uh, be in, doing a good service to our listeners, I'm thinking. Yeah, you know, they had lost to Wapolo uh, 12 times in a row coming into this year, and then they beat them 8-7 uh, over at their place. So well, Wapolo's struggling to get their first win yet, I'm told. 
they have. Uh, I think Wapolo has one win. Who do they beat? Uh, they're one and eight. They oh, beat. They Hi- oh, no, they have a forfeit win because Highland. Uh, that must be a pitch count issue. Um, so no, they haven't actually won a game on the on the field yet. Well, uh, well, we haven't looked at them yet this year. I haven't seen Winfield play. I haven't seen Columbus play, but uh, I got listeners in all those places. So we should uh, we should try to make an attempt to get over and see those games. Well, Andy, uh, anything else you want to talk about? Any certain players or anything standing out that you want to mention? Um, that's a good question. I, I would. Uh, I know that I would. Um leave people out if I started to mention certain players, uh, a couple that I already said how good Grout is, uh, is doing. I think Zarek Vinghouse is playing really well for Mount Pleasant right now. He's kind of stepped up um, for those guys. Um, let me uh, click around here back to the uh, to the SEC. Um, I've, I saw um, – so Washington has been the team that surprised me a little bit because they had um, a good amount of their pitching left because of graduations and a few kids didn't go out. Um, and I've been really pr- impressed with um, their pitching and defense, um, the way they beat uh, Mount Pleasant a couple times. They beat Fort Madison. Um, I, I've, I've been uh, really impressed with them. Isaac Fetter is, is their ace over there, and they've done a really good job of um, – they they're been struggling the last few games, um, but they, they've won a, a three conference games, which, um, you know, going into it, I, I thought they looked like they were the – less experienced team besides besides Keokuk in that conference. So um, Washington and Fairfield, by the way, play this week three games. Uh, but I, I, one thing I should say is that um, in the SEC, they used to play two doubleheaders throughout the year, but instead they actually play three times in one week, and that's all. So, like, for example, Washington and Mount Pleasant played uh, two games on a Tuesday in Washington and then one game on a Thursday in Mount Pleasant two days later. Uh, and that's the whole. That's the entire series of that they play in the regular season this year. So the SEC has changed their scheduling a little bit, um, which which helps a little bit with um, the pitchers. Uh, you don't don't throw as many innings because there's less conference games. Um, so the conference games you can have more high quality. You know, pitchers you don't have to be throwing your fourth guy. Um, and then uh, although I've heard uh, criticisms because it gets a little chippy. Uh, I think in those in that doubleheader, and then they have to. Uh, to turn around and play the same kids uh, a couple days, but that's an experiment the SEC is doing, which is pretty interesting. So uh, Washington and Fairfield will play um, this week. Uh, and then, um, for example, as far as um, Fairfield, I think Caden Allison, uh, who's, who's coach Josh Allison's kid, he, he plays catcher. He's a junior. He has had a great year for that. He's, he's bad 321. Um, he's gotten a lot of big hits while I've been there. He just seems to hit the ball hard. Um, every time I'm trying to remember what that, what their nickname is for him. He's got a nickname, but I'm I'm blanking on it right now. Uh, but he's been a big bat for them. Uh, Fairfield needed some bats to step up, and, and he's leading them in average this year. So that's another kid that I've been um, pretty impressed with. Um, let's see. Um, yeah, I, I saw Cole Milks from uh, Winfield Mount Union Columbus uh, hit a homer uh, when I was with him last week, and then uh, Colby Newsom had a, a walk-off hit uh, against, um, against Lone Tree. And then uh, let's see. Well, you got and you got a lot of the same kids from uh, from Hillcrest and Van Buren County. That um, those, those are your two more experienced teams. So um, the Taylor, the uh, Jackson Manning, by the way, is hitting five twelve for um, Van Buren County. We have our all union team um, where we have the best of the best, you know. And I'd say uh, he's pretty much a lock. I'd say it's between him and Grout um, right now for our small school captain. We'll see how that race uh, shakes out the next couple of weeks. 
Well, Andy, thanks for being with us. Uh, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. And uh, you, I, I try to cover so many teams in so such a big area, and uh, you've been you filled the holes in uh, uh, there where I can. I, I'm kind of in a tight little circle there, uh, but uh, I do the best that I can, and I still get to see a lot of teams. Uh, yeah. You see a lot of teams at a lot of levels of different teams that they they're coming through here all the time, and and we catch up with them. But we've been covering four games a week. So, uh, well, Andy, thanks for being with us. Yeah, thank you so much.